0: East and-
1: welcome back to
2: oh,
0: a lot of I- energy.
2: <laughs> well, I was just Big like, vibe. I was like, w- <laughs> what else do I say other than welcome back? It's all we've ever said. It's like it, it's like I've been communicated from the future to, to- <laughs> been told by some future person yeah. that I should say welcome back all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah, I mean, right now we're communicating with the future, which is kind of true it is because we're recording a podcast podcasts are the original tenant well no the writing was the original tenant that's true yeah yeah (laughs) but anyways this is director showdown (laughs) i'm your uh co-host adam dauphin and here back at it again hey and it's brent yes the other co-host how's it going it's gone. I mean, well, I mean, it's, 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 it has been a while. And mm-hmm. I think, uh, I'll, I mean, I don't want to say any excuses, but, you know, it's been busy. Yeah. You know? I mean,
0: we've been, we've been busy. You know, we've been busy. A little bit of, uh, getting, getting comfortable on the weekends, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, no, no excuses. I mean, it's only been, we've had bigger gaps. I mean, it's been like, what, a month and a half?
2: Come yeah, on, that's, that's not bad. That. It's all
0: right. Not, what are and people plus, doing? And
2: plus, we're in between seasons now. Yeah, you know? exactly. And this is, a, this is a special, this is one of those special episodes, because mm-hmm. we had made a, I guess, a a soft promise <laughs> that we would uh, <laughs> do a, episodes. A soft promise. That's, that's the best way to describe yeah, it. Because yeah, because I'm not watching, uh, I'm not watching any of uh, certain directors' uh, new movies, and I won't name the names. And wanting to podcast on those certain directions.
0: there was one we skipped. What What was the one that we were like? I think we're good not doing that one. I forgot what it was. What simple favor, but uh, well, but hell season doesn't count. I feel that, that so? that's kind of a that's kind of a a jerk off season.
2: Well, well, luckily honest. our friends at uh, Delphin Pod uh, uh, mm-hmm. took care of that for us. So that's we did, true. Oh, that's true. That's to very do true. It. They, yes, did, uh, they did a good did episode that. on it. Uh, yeah. Was it?
0: Linklater? I feel like maybe
2: did. Dude, Link there's been on? like a billion Linklater. So I feel I like he skips. put out like a couple. Yeah. Movies. Like I don't know. I'm blanking. Like, on Like no, it's the first flag flying. Final, final flag for fi- that was it? Yeah, flags. first,
0: first flag, flag flying.
2: Flags with uh, just flags? a whole bunch of dad actors in it. Where we're. Like, it looked like a dad movie that wasn't for dads or something, which is the and weirdest thing about
0: it. Listen, heard. speaking as as a dad who truly has been watching a bunch of dad movies, um, I mean, I watched, like, I don't know if Ocean's Eleven counts, but I watched that recently. I watched...
1: I don't know if it's uh, a
0: dad movie. Maybe not, but I watched uh, Dark Waters, which was an incredibly dad movie. Uh, that was, like, a Mark Ruffalo uh, legal thriller that oh, was great. Yeah. It was yeah, really, yeah. really fucking good. Uh, it's about the
2: oil shit, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. It's a pretty mind-blowing story. Uh, mm. Check that one out if you haven't seen it, I guess. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I think both of us kind of saw that one on the horizon, and we were like, I think we're good. I think, think we're, we're good. all good. Right. I think
1: we're fine.
0: But you know what movie hmm. uh, we are not doing that on because it's one of the biggest movies, maybe the biggest of the year, um, and certainly of, of, I feel like of this podcast, I feel like Nolan's, you know, maybe, other than Spielberg, like the biggest director we've covered. And we had to cover it.
1: Yeah.
2: And he's the biggest director probably like in... Working now. Working now. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I think like uh, he's definitely someone ever, because like, I, I think I said this on the Nolan the mm-hmm. Nolan uh, season where i was like my mom even knows who christopher nolan is and it's just like yeah my mom like my mom loves movies but she doesn't like know directors or anything mm-hmm. but she knows who christopher nolan is and that's like that that, that says a lot
0: <laughs> yeah
2: know? certainly yeah. yeah i mean it's like it's most of my family mm-hmm. knows who christopher
0: nolan is like he's he's one of the last big household like household name. yeah household name directors mm-hmm. um so I mean of course we were gonna gonna cover it on the pod Yeah, and, and, um and tenant, yeah.
2: you know, uh we were both uh very excited about it. Um Yeah, been a long remember, time coming. Yeah, you I remember you told me like uh you had heard about the script idea. It was like something wasn't it like nineteen fifties thing and then they changed it, I guess. Like that well yeah. it's it's all rumors. It was all yeah, rumors was all back rumors, then, but yeah. it was like yeah, I think we talked about it probably on the Nolan
0: season. Mm. I bet because the timing kind of makes sense for for all the stuff leaking about it. Yeah, but yeah, it was like it's a a, a global espionage thriller.
2: Mm. Um, and then my yeah. my 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 uh, my penis just got you know engouged yeah. with blood immediately. That's yeah. the worst description. <laughs> <of> <laughs> that sounded just the worst. Uh, but it, no, it's, it's, it's like been a while. <laughs> podcasting and you know i can't come with up with the cleanest things here (laughs) you know
0: yeah we're we're getting back into (laughs) it um but yeah and then like early on obviously because it's obviously because it's a nolan movie too the the theory and the rumors were that it had like uh, a time travel type of component to it yeah and i mean it does it does Uh, i mean uh it, it gets creative with it and it's not you know, explicit like going forward in time or something like that. But, um,
1: mm.
2: but yeah, I'd certainly say it's, it's like a time travel movie in some respects. I mean, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a spy fi. I love that. I spy love that. I, I like that. I love that genre. It yeah. Spy fi. Not enough spy fi movies. I think we should go on Letterbox and come up with their own spy fi list. What other spy fi movie? Okay. So we got
0: spy kids four. <laughs> clearly, spy. uh, the time travel one. So and, we've covered maybe the entire catalog of, spy of spy-fi films.
2: Well, I feel like uh, I feel like two thousands Arrow is probably big spy-fi energy. Yeah, and, uh, that and all those movies probably weren't even good. That's true. <laughs> spy the spy
0: component is what's hard to kind of nail down because I'm thinking of movies like Timeline with Paul Walker, but that's just that's just a side that's a time travel movie. That's just a time. Um, yeah, it's not like spy. That was Crichton, wasn't it? That was a Michael Crichton book? Yeah, it was. One of his lesser efforts, I guess. Uh, wow, what else was there? Looper's not really... Looper's they're not, not really spies.
2: Really. He, he's a hitman. Yeah, it's a hitman. So it's, it's more of like a noir sci-fi
1: sort of thing. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't know. If you have any uh, spy-fi I mean, I movies... Feel like, I feel like I would know... Like, if anything, I'd know about like a spy fi. I mean all of James Bond movies are essentially spy fies in a limited sense. You know what I mean? Because is he has always he always has those yeah. ridiculous gadgets and stuff. I guess I mean, that's a good call, yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? yeah. Yeah. Is it, is he goes it on the moon fiction. He goes on the moon on one of them. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean like right.
2: that's a good call. Yeah. James Bond, the OG like, spy fi. He's the OG spy fi. Yeah. So that's what I mean like it makes sense because Tenet is like pretty much his James Bond movie, you know, mm-hmm. like his Bond movie, except That's it's true. a CIA agent with our, 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 our son, our boy, mm-hmm. John Daniel, uh, Washington. David, John David, I think. Was John, it John David? David? I, I sorry, think so. I don't yeah, know. Is, is uh, a son of,
0: son of Denzel, mm-hmm. um, a very bright star, uh, who's, uh, going to do some. Do some good shit. I'm sure. Mm. Um, yeah, he's great in it. I, I don't know where should we start because this this is a very. It is hard
2: to start. It's Maybe hard we should to start find. from the end. Okay. Because. <laughs> okay, so spoiler yeah. alert. let right, just give that. Yeah, out. I mean, it, listen. It, it, yeah. yeah, we're gonna spoil shit. Yeah. Uh, Have well, to. well, so so should we start with a spoiler free thing in case someone because like there are probably a lot of listeners out there who haven't seen this yet. That you is know? a good call. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Because it's still in theaters, but since COVID, you know, all so everyone's sad about COVID, and mm-hmm. you know, they yeah. haven't gone out to see it. Yeah, Um sure, I, yeah. I, I on the other hand, have seen it three times. And uh. <laughs> listen, listen, you and I have done a little dice rolling.
0: You I mean, mean we've dice. sat. I mean, I will say that you know, that both times, not many people in the theater. A lot of people choosing to stay home. Maybe for the best,
2: Maybe probably for best. the best, but yeah. uh, that creates empty theaters. So, and, so, we're yeah, so we're opportunists. Yeah, so <laughs> we're opportunists, taking advantage of look, things. Look, guys, I'll just say, you know, we went to Santico's Palladium, and I'm I'm impressed with what they they've been doing. A lot of cleaning there; it's great. Like they, they yeah, they super make you feel, yeah, out. Yeah, they make you feel safe there with COVID. So, I mean, if anything, like you don't have to go to the theaters, but you know, if you want to, it's not too. Too much of it.
0: Yeah, I deal. would say I would yeah. say if you're gonna go, like go on a weekday, maybe a later yeah. showing, and man, is that theater gonna be
2: fucking oh, basically yeah. empty. Oh, like yeah. a oh, good yeah. time to go. Um so spoiler, spoiler free, free review here. Yeah. How do we do a spoiler free review of tennis?
0: Uh I can I can say my spoiler free thoughts. Um I thought it was great. I thought it was uh it's it's very much uh the most Nolan. Movie that Nolan has made yet the most yes. it's it's him doing basically all the signature moves um dialed all the way up um yeah. it's he's throwing information at you by the fucking just mother load um and yeah. you, you really got to keep up with it you either got to really keep up with it or just be comfortable
2: not keeping up with it if that makes sense i would say I would say try not to keep up with it yeah like if anything like I mean he gives clues throughout the movie, but essentially, like just just watch it, baby, like don't yeah. worry about it, don't yeah, worry yeah. about if you make don't worry about making sense of it when as you're watching it, just let it flow over you like no like let let yeah. no one put this blanket of confusion on you <laughs> and let it warm you. D- daddy nolan's
0: <laughs> confusion blanket that's just yes yeah. don't just don't worry
2: about it yeah. just enjoy the just blanket just embrace the the warmth underneath yeah. the confusion blanket it will make sense if you sleep on it and you and you put that blanket on again yeah yeah sleep under it. it sleep under it i yeah. say um yeah. no that's that's a good that's a, a
0: good point because i yeah. i when the first time i watched it um the i'd say the first 30 40 minutes i was I was I was so lost. I was so just like overwhelmed with the information. I was trying to keep up, and and then there there is a plot point um, where things kind of pivot
1: hmm.
0: or turn. I guess you could say. That's me trying to be clever. I fucked it up. Um,
1: yeah. I, but I uh,
0: but yeah. Yes. And then I it, things became more explicit and easier to understand. Hmm. That sounds very like confusing the way that I said it. But um, it'll make sense if you saw it uh but yeah and then and then I kind of settled into the rhythm of the movie mm. and just the the fucking bombast uh of tenet man of like nolan's choices and his execution of this wild ass idea mm. um and yeah it's like i i think the um what's what's the word the uh the ambition of the movie basically wipes away. Most of my issues with the movie, if that makes sense, like yeah, the movie is so ambitious fair. and he executes so much of it so well that I, I'm I'm able to forgive like the stuff where I'm like ah there's, there's some messy shit going on
1: yeah because you know
2: it, I mean it's it's so hashtag brave <laughs> of him to do the things that he does in this film yeah Cause, because like I even read about like what what his intent was with this movie and he's just like, I just want to, like, I'm paraphrasing it, but he was like, I just want to make a movie that just shakes things up, like, that make, that that that's different and to give audiences a shock, you know, and, boy howdy, like, Tenet does do that, you know, mm-hmm. like, it's, I mean, it, if you've seen Primer and you like Primer, <laughs> then you'll like Tenet. Like, that, that's probably one of the easiest things I can say is that, like Primer is a movie that doesn't give a shit about if you understand it or not. Tenet at least like tries to like get you in on it, but it's just a complicated thing to where it's just like it it's it's still a hard thing to unpack. So it's like for me it's like these this movie is good for people who love Nolan, who love solving puzzles and uh f- for maybe people who just like I would even say, like, even the opposite is true for people who don't really care too much about following it and just wants to enj- even enjoy just the action scenes themselves because the action se- sequences are a lot of fun. You yeah, know what I yeah. mean? Because, like, even if you're not following it, there's, like, really cool set pieces that, like, kind of blow your mind because <laughs> they're so yeah, crazy. that are really yeah. wild, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that th- I think that uh, covers that spoiler-free review review right is there anything else you want to add yeah no i i think that's about it for
0: spoiler free i mean if uh yeah i mean if you haven't seen it i i'd i'd stop i mean there it's yeah i mean there's there are definitely ways to spoil this movie i was going to say like it's kind of an odd movie to like talk about with spoilers but i'd say like yeah i mean come back and listen to the rest of this after you see it Mm -hmm. uh if you're not comfortable going to the theater don't rush out maybe i mean maybe try a a drive-in yeah. Um, if there's one by it, the sound might be a little iffy. Yeah, but I don't um, think
2: I'd recommend a drive-in.
0: For the, yeah, it's for like for this if your car is. has good sound, I wonder how that Do would be. You have closed
2: captioning on your car? <laughs> <In> your car? <laughs> on your, uh, yeah, on your windshield. Oh, yeah. Big, big help. Like if you get closed captioning, de- theaters have closed captioning devices. Yeah. And if you're a boy who loves subtitles like this guy. Yeah, like both get of us. It. Both of us are yeah. subtitle kids for sure. It was really cool that they had that at the theater. Yeah. Um, so you can just request it at the front? and uh it fits in your little cup holder and you can read the subtitles real crazy technology yeah really it's cool. pretty it's pretty neat yeah so are we going to be one of those like fancy like review mediums where it says skip to time code uh uh, uh the one that appears on your screen right now
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure yeah i think we're probably uh, i don't know we're probably at like 17 18 minutes um yeah i'll i'll put a time code in okay uh but yeah we can jump into spoilery thoughts now i guess um, okay. First impressions. Yeah. Uh, first spoiler impressions. Mm. Well, I I don't know how to like make this that much different than what I already said, Sad, but yeah. um, but what I wanted, to, yeah, what I wanted to talk about is Nolan's trust in audiences, because mm. I feel like it's it's an interesting thing to see develop, where you have a movie like memento where it's low stakes, right? Because it's, it's a pretty cheap movie. Um, it was pretty, it was pretty cheap to make. So therefore the, the risk factor, um, is a lot less so he can be more trusting of the audience. I think it's really awesome of Nolan and it's, it's really cool that he's, he's kept it as obviously something that's, uh, an important value to him where uh even when he's given 250 million dollars to make, you know, a fully auteur-driven weird spy fi movie, art house spy movie. Yeah, an art house <laughs> blockbuster. Yeah. How often do you hear that phrase? Fucking never because it doesn't exist. Can you exist. think of
2: one other art house blockbuster out there?
0: Uh Jesus. Art house
2: blockbuster. I can't think of one.
0: I don't know, man. It's uh, the closest may be, like, Blade Runner 2049.
2: Right? And that's not
0: even Art House. That's, that's like, just...
2: That's not even that's Art That's a little... What's experimental? You old know, exper- school. That's, like, yeah. audacious. I wouldn't I say would it's I would say, like, like, fucking Nolan's the only experimental blockbuster person out there. Like, who yeah. else is so experimental? I mean, like, David Lynch had his fair... Sh- like, he had a chance when he did, like, Dune, but we all know how that turned out. Um, See,
0: yeah, that's interesting because and I a feel lot like of studio it's, interference. It's, yeah, it's exactly.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. But
0: Nolan was able to, yeah, like obviously, I can't imagine if he was given notes, he couldn't have been given notes.
2: He wasn't. No, way. I'm sure. But no I,
0: it's it's interesting because I think of like the WB execs hmm. seeing
2: like early cuts of this movie and being like, "Boy, okay," and then and
1: all then
0: right.
2: and no, Nolan just like. In the background, like, like he doesn't even mention it, but he has, like, a sign that says the Dark Knight, like, all the returns he got on there. Like, he just, like... He, yeah. Because, like, he literally references, like... Because he, a- he was asked a question, like, how do you make a movie like Tenet? Well, first you have to make the Dark Knight. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's fucking... <laughs> yeah, dude, seriously. He yeah. he
0: insured... I mean, that's... I, he went back and did Dark Knight Rises. He mm-hmm. gave them one for them, you know? Yeah. And, uh, what was I saying though? But, oh yeah, I'm, I'm just really impressed with the fact that Nolan is still making movies that put so much trust in the audience's attention and the audience's like willingness to participate in the movie, if that Mm. makes sense. Um, and I feel like we can talk about this later maybe, but almost like the time that we're in. Backfiring on this type of movie coming out right now, and people maybe not being ready for this movie right now, um, and maybe that being one of the reasons it didn't do super well so far. Well, that, that's—I
2: almost feel like COVID was a saving grace for for Nolan in a way, because like, mm. what if like it, the like COVID didn't happen, and then this movie does end up bombing, and then you know, like because of the confusion, yeah. Like, this is all just, like, theory. Like, I don't know. Maybe it would have done really well. But if anything, like, Nolan still has the excuse, like, it's COVID. I couldn't do anything about it. Like, you know what I mean? I guess that's true. Yeah, he
0: he has kind of, like, uh, like an escape plan now.
2: He has, like, a,
0: well, listen, crazy year you know yeah, but not my fault it wasn't the movie's <laughs> fault you know what i mean my my thinking was was more and maybe this is this is me being pessimistic about modern audiences especially american audiences mm. but my thinking is like even just gauging reactions of like my family who who has seen the movie and even hasn't seen the movie mm. this movie is a lot like this movie is intellectually a lot to kind of process and kind of think about and deal with mm. and i almost wonder if like what's going on in the world makes people a little less excited to go out and see a movie like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they'd more willing they They'd be more willing to maybe like a Marvel movie might do better in this scenario. Well, but. i would
2: not even just like, not just like Americans are a part of it, but not even, but the Chinese market is where mm-hmm. that that's where it drives a lot of shit because mm-hmm. the Chinese market, they literally have to like, I'm not saying that Chinese people are dumb, what I am saying is that they have to simplify the dialogue because of the translation. So, like, it's being yeah. catered to like that sort of like idea because there's a huge market for cinema in China. And to imagine Tenant being translated for China, for China is just like, you know, an added yeah. layer of like confusion for. I wonder the how it's doing.
0: Yeah, because yeah. I know I know in general it's doing. Really well internationally, yeah. Like a lot better dem- than domestically. But then again, America has its own fucking you know shit show problems with all this stuff. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, uh, just yeah, the the fact that like like I was I was trying to describe after I saw this movie both times to Amy like how I felt about it and how I think she's gonna feel about it, and I kept being like, this movie makes Inception look like. F- fucking Transformers, like it. It really yeah. makes Inception look so, like, boiled down and simple in a lot of ways. Um, this movie's a lot more complex, in like, dare I say, a little more convoluted. I don't think that's really a dig. Because, I think it's just because, more complicated because
2: you, you th- you're t- thinking too linearly, baby. Well, I know that's, a, that's I, the <laughs> that's the quote from the movie. Yeah. You gotta gotta stop thinking so linearly. Yeah. I think because like when when you start embracing the mechanics of the of the of the time shit, it's like you the confusion arises when you want to place it in a linear sense. Like it's true. It's like if you think linearly, you're gonna get confused. Yeah. Like you can't you literally can't think that way. Or else it just doesn't make it won't ever make sense. Yeah, you know? which is
0: almost why, and I, I, I tried to put this into words after we watched it, or I, I watched it the first time as your second. Uh, I, I feel like Tenet, in a lot of ways is like the alien language in Arrival, where it's like, oh yeah, That's it's it's programming it, it? a a new way to think about storytelling, mm. Be, because I, I had that moment when um. At the, at the end of the first half of the car chase when they get to the machine and then they start going back through the car chase and it's like, oh, it's it's a 180. It's you're looking at time like a straight line mm. and it's essentially this device, which is a really clever, like simple thing that Nolan was able to figure out. It's a really smart uh, way to like visualize it. Um with, like, the, the window panes and stuff like that, but yeah, it's the a device.
2: different colors, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, essentially a time travel machine or, like, a reverse entropy machine, whatever, mm. that turns you around. So you're going backwards through
2: time. It's literally showing you the – the geography of it is showing you the actual, like, time geography as well, like the U-shape.
0: You yeah, I mean? it's I mean, it's a bi- this movie
2: is a big U basically, and uh, it's more it's, it's, it's more like a mountain path. It's a <laughs> a, a of, mountain path, you know, you know, a bunch, a bunch of curves.
0: Oh, okay. I see. Okay. Like, it's an I S, S got shape. You. It's like a snake. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why
2: I said mountain path. I <laughs> got <laughs> I see what I you're mean, saying. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because it, yeah, snaky. there's different characters going in different. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's it really is. It was a really cool moment because up until that moment, I was like, okay, so like certain items are going backwards, but I don't really understand how that works. But as soon as you and this is a really smart thing that he figured out is like as soon as you put an individual, put a character into that role and the character is going back and experiencing how that function works, it it really made it like clicks into place and you're like, oh okay, I can just like kind of just watch this now and I I understand what's happening. He's just going backwards through what we saw. and mm. um, obviously it gets complicated here and there when you know some characters start turning the other way and it's, it's there, you know, it is like primary in a lot of ways, but um, but yeah, it really felt like tenet kind of like taught me how to watch it in the process of watching it, which is, is a cool thing that not many movies do. Mm. Hardly any
2: movies do that, you know. Well, that's what's so great about it is that the whole mechanic of you like there's there's a there's a there's a strategy in the movie called the pincer temporal pincer strikes, <laughs> and uh, if anyone is familiar with, like like vaguely familiar with like like uh, warfare, there's this there's this strategy called a pincer strike, yeah, and essentially like what you do is get two forces, and you uh you pincer the enemy forces. Like you know, just like a like a crab mm-hmm. pincer, so you just flank them on both sides, right? Yeah, yeah. And in a temporal pincer, <laughs> it's when you flank them on both sides of both forward and backwards time, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was kind of like a a messaging, uh, almost teaching you, like, hey, you know. The only way you're going to understand this movie is if you do a temporal pincer strike. You have to watch this movie again after you've already experienced it the first time. Yeah. You know? Like it, it like I've never seen a movie where it forces you it's literally saying, "Yeah, you you have to watch this movie again."
0: Yeah, no, you know it's what I mean? it's so rare, man, cuz I was thinking about that too. I was like, "How many movies like not not only
2: It's um, not because it's complex it's not. Yeah. It's not only because it's complicated. That's one of the features. But most movies that I watch again that are because they're complicated. But this movie, yes, it's complicated. But it also adds benefit. Yeah. On top of itself, and mm-hmm. also tells you to watch it again. That's the brilliant, brilliant part yeah. about it. It's
0: know? like a, a lot of movies you finish and you're like, man, that's going to be a rewarding like mm. second viewing. Like it, yeah. like it's it's either there's a twist or. Um, I don't know. I think about a, this is random, but I was thinking about this movie today, but a movie like green room, mm. um, where if you remember that movie yeah. is mm. very, uh, kind of confusing in like the first half or like first two thirds, because people are just talking about events that you don't even understand. Like they're talking about characters that you haven't met yet. And so like when you watch that movie a second time, it's really rewarding. Cause you're like, Oh, I know what they're talking about now. I know what thing is going to happen that they're setting up. Um, that's like, yeah, like that's, that's the closest example to Tenet, where Tenet is a movie where like, yeah, as, as soon as I walked out the theater, I was like, oh, okay. Wait, like, I'm going to start piecing more of the puzzle together when I watch this again, because mm. um, I don't fully have the full
2: picture um, until I see it again, basically. Which is exactly what it was telling you the whole time. Mm. You have to do your temporal pincer strike. Mm. You have to. What else you, you you cannot, yeah you know and the the, the the even brilliant thing to even to connect that again is the meta commentary on oh man I'm getting uh, getting hyped up here yeah dude get but uh, it. the the meta commentary on just storytelling you know like if you think about how you, the writing process is like you are if you're a writer. You're like you have an idea of how things begin and how things end. So you're like you're almost like you're almost like the protagonist. Like you or no, you're almost like Tenet, the agency. Yeah. Where you like you know you know how blue team ends up, you know how red team ends up and how they inform each other. And it's like from the end you can like inform the beginning to have the causation to the end of the the movie or yeah. the book or whatever you're you're making. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so cool about this movie is like it's it's talking about the creative process like in general for for movies and screenplays because that's why I was when I was telling you about David Lynch, like David Lynch likes to play around with like personifications of um like literal like movie mechanics. Yeah. Twin Peaks gets into that a lot, but yeah. um, in this one, like the it was no coincidence that the the main character is just called simply the protagonist. Like that's like, like it was like a brilliant move on his part to call up because then it's like calling out like this is we're talking about like a screenplay here. Like this guy's a protagonist, and what does it really mean to be the protagonist, right? Like if you're having if you if you're writing a movie you're writing and you're, and you have the protagonist sure enough, like things are always going to go well for them. Where is the free will really in that protagonist? Mm-hmm. And that's, what's like so crazy about the film is like, you know, it's all going to work out for them. Like the thing that like the story, the experience itself is never going to end. And that's what was so brilliant about the antagonist Sater because he was like, I'm going to die. I'm not the protagonist. Therefore, no one gets to have experience. No one gets to see this movie. Mm-hmm. No one gets to see it. I will end it all. The yeah. Protagonist doesn't let that happen. He lets the movie happen still. <laughs> and the fact that the movie happens is, is like... It's like the causation is backwards as well. It's like the fact that we're even watching the movie... Is because the protagonist had won anyway. Yeah, because if yeah. he didn't, then the, the movie, movie wouldn't. wouldn't be there. Yeah,
0: S- Sator is yeah. is uh, is like he's a sympathetic
2: la- antagonist, though, in the sa- at the same time,
0: I was I was yeah. gonna say it's like it's it's the Christopher Nolan that like wants to put on some board shorts and like get on his family's boat <laughs> and like it's like it's yeah. like you and his fucking outfit in the goddamn movie like is like the lazy Christopher Nolan who like doesn't want to write the movie. Yeah, he doesn't want to write the movie. <laughs> But it's like. It, and he's it, Kenneth Branagh, but, of course. He has to be.
2: But it's like. It, it's almost like Sater is like. He is like this self awareness of being the antagonist, like knowing that he's the bad guy. Yeah. Like in this movie, I guess, in this universe. And he's like, it's not fair that I'm the antagonist and I want to have control. I want to have the free will. Yeah. I want to end it when I die. Yeah. And, like, that's almost, that's kind of almost sympathetic in a way. And it's just like, that's such an insane thing to, like, have commentary on in a Spy Fi movie.
0: Yeah. It's, well, it's, it's, uh, it's doing a similar thing to what he did with Inception, right? Where Mm -hmm. it's Inception was maybe a little clearer in what it was in the roles that it was kind of it you know, employing and stuff like that and the kind of uh theme that it was going for. Um but I mean this this movie has a lot of uh yeah meta narratives about writing stories and making movies as well. And I, I wanted to say um I I just love Kenneth Branagh Seder. Uh Yo, oh he was great. So um, you you like Disney Plus? You, you like Artemis Fowl? You see Artemis Fowl on Disney Plus? Six ninety nine. That's all you pay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, go watch Artemis Fowl Disney go, uh, Plus. Yeah, uh, they're plugging y- us this you week. You
2: won't. Your head won't hurt. Maybe <laughs> maybe your uh, maybe your heart will. Yeah,
0: yeah. I heard uh, Kenneth Branagh directed it. Yeah. while he was on the boat. Uh, filming Tenet. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, but
2: <laughs> it's a bad movie, I've heard. You um, see? You see uh, I have filmmaker mind of young half man, half my age. <laughs> hey, Chris, wash early cut? Artemis Fall.
0: Tell me what you think. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine, Kenneth. It's fine. <laughs> um, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, but what was I going to say? Yeah, no. That was... Yeah. I feel like the, the reveal... Of his motivations was really well done, mm-hmm. where you have it set up earlier in the movie with um, God, what's her name, DeBicki, her character,
2: um, Jesus, what is her, what is
0: her, uh, tall lady, yeah, DeBicki, where he tells her like, if no one can have you, wait, if I can't have you, no, no one, one can, can have you, and yeah. it's this really fucking intense close up like a Joker, Dark Knight. Yeah. Oh, I love shot. that shot. It's, yeah,
2: like, especially the sound mixing in there, you so the loud. The leather, like him, like crumbling the le- the leather belt and whatnot. Yeah, so good. But it's like you think at first it's about her, but no, mm-hmm. it's really about the movie. Mm-hmm. If I can't have this movie, no one can. It's like this is a whole. It might be a Cold War thing, but it's it's a Cold War of like almost like filmmaking, like yeah, and people trying to take away filmmaking. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. storytelling and stuff.
0: So do you think Nolan's like commenting on the, on the industry, on the, on the way I things can are see going? see that. Yeah. For sure. Like, cause that's like, a third rewatch
2: uh, thing I'm going to be thinking of. Yeah, for sure. Well, Yeah. Cause it's just like, he's talking about the future. Like the movie's about a cold war with the future and the future is like saying how like we fucked up and we destroyed like the environment and stuff. Yeah, and whatever, and we're getting all these
0: artifacts from the from the future yeah. coming
2: back. Yeah, and they're like, your shit was bad, and we don't like you, and it's just like, there's no way of. I mean, like, if you think about just generations ago, a lot of us, like, I mean, let's let's not be fucking let let's be serious here. And how like there is like a lot of us seem to hate boomers for some reason. And a lot of and boomers probably hated their like older generations, yeah. and like it's it and it's so hot right now to take like historic fig- figures and say, ha, "Lol, they're racist." Ha, lol, they're bad, and it's like, well, they they can't even defend themselves at that point. Like, there's nothing they can do. It's just like you look at the past and you're gonna hate it no matter what because it's just so easy to because we have the yeah. new knowledge now. Yeah, yeah. So it's like here. Like, I think Nolan probably is thinking about just how, like, his, the industry is just kind of falling apart, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it's going to get to the point where it's just, like, complete shit. I mean, like, we already yeah. see it, like, Transformers and Net... I mean, I'll call it out. Like, streaming services are doing, like, not exactly the, like... I don't think they're serving cinema in the best way possible. I mean, you do have yeah. gems here and there. I mean, like the Irishman, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I think overall, like, I personally think it's a negative thing. But, you know, if someone can prove me wrong, it's fine. I could be wrong about it. But I think that's maybe something he's trying to say in this movie.
0: I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure, man. There's definitely a lot of uh meta narrative commentary going on. Mm. Um, okay. Let's talk about, what else should we talk about with this movie? There's just so much.
2: Action sequences.
0: Yeah, okay. What do okay. you
2: think about yeah, you you said that you thought he did a better job. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think
0: uh the Vana's <laughs> doing a little dance, it's very cute. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, dude, I think the the clarity in his action in this movie is better than pretty much anything because I think the the action in the Batman movies um isn't great? Honestly, I I think there, are, you you almost have to separate action and set pieces. It's like a set piece you can stage in a more objective way, and um, like think about the hallway sequence in Inception. Oh, so great! It's so great. That that is. I don't really. I don't know. Like that's action, sure, but it's like very set piecey. Um, and and this movie has a lot of like set pieces, but I think the action is is a lot clearer. And I think I think he did learn lessons from Dunkirk in like there are ways Dunkirk. I can Dunkirk, George. Um in ways to shoot a little more clearly and uh like cutting less, like fewer edits and stuff like that. Maybe more like cinematic, I guess. More cinematic, yeah. yeah. Like a little more style. Um I think he's getting there. And um yeah, it's like what what is there? There's like the uh the bungee jump up the building, which is great. Oh, that was cool. Um, yeah. and the uh I mean the car the fucking car chase and reverse car chase is all is all good. <laughs>
2: Excuse me. Um Oh yeah, let's start let's, let's let's work through them. Like the bungee jump cord was cool. You had Robert Pattinson as uh as uh, Cool
0: future spy
2: boy. Spy boy who's
0: like ten in the future, but starts going back in time. And then, well, well <laughs>
2: that, that remains, we can, we can hit that point
0: later on in the yeah. podcast. we we'll still s- just uh, a weird holdup. Yeah. I have, how fucking young was he? When he Neil,
2: his name's Neil, Neil. Yeah. Or max or max or max. Or max. <laughs> you, you, you <laughs> who, who, who knows? Who knows? But it was a cool, like, you know, like James Bondy type, like sequence.
0: Yeah. in in this movie has so many, uh, little, what I'll call, uh, cheeky, bits, like cheeky, cheeky Nolan bits where it's like, bu- bungee jumping, what do you mean? Bungee jumping, like up, when, the, when he says like up the up the building, he's like, what? And it's just like a funny little like Nolan like cheeky line of like, we're gonna bungee jump up the building? There's so yeah, many yeah. of those moments in this movie. Um, you wanna do what? You wanna do what Rob Pattinson? <laughs> um, and yeah, they, and that scene's great, and then when they get on to the top of the building and there's that like a uh, very like spy-fi, mm-hmm. secretive, like, we're going to take these guys out. Mm-hmm. Um All that was just shot really well. And I wonder, I think Inception was his prior cinematographer. This one was, what's his name? Hoyt von Hoytema, who did Dunkirk. Um, he needs to keep sticking with this guy, man. I feel like that guy keeps Nolan a little more, I don't know, like a little less uh chaotic, if that makes sense. Like, I think he keeps him a little more clear, um and uh yeah and so the action's great
2: yeah I, i'm sorry i was zoning out because the fish and the frog are attached to themselves on this like I'm the aquarium and i'm like what is going on it's like a it's like a nolan fight scene right now <laughs> like uh they, yeah <laughs> they're, like fighting it was, it was ridiculous it was crazy.
0: What oh oh whoa, oh, the fucking uh yeah, and the the
2: John David Washington Western scene, the cowboy scene.
0: Well that scene's great. That's like some good like uh Support. made me think of like the Mission Impossible Action yeah. where it's very punchy and like uh you like all, forceful. It was all
2: very like uh I loved how tight it was in a, in a geographical sense, like like the, the very narrow like kitchen hallway yeah and just how the camera was like following him down that hallway. Like it's such a cool sequence because it's like, he literally is like, he's like a bull, you know, where he's just like, I'm just going to fucking rip through yeah. these guys like their tissue paper. Yeah. And it's just cool how like <laughs> it follows him throughout that hallway. It's just mm-hmm. him. Just like, I have full control over this situation. You
0: know? Well, I, I think, uh, yeah. Another big factor on, why all that stuff works really well, I think is due to John David Washington. Cause another, uh, behind the scenes thing I was watching is Nolan was saying that he wanted to do like every single stunt that he possibly could. Like he wanted to do everything himself. Like he's a really, he was, he was, uh, he got drafted into the NFL. Like he's a, Oh really? Yeah. He was going to be on the Rams and then he got into acting. Like he's a super physical guy. Yeah. Um, so he like learned all of the choreography. He learned the reverse choreography
2: for like when he's like, (laughs) Oh, let's talk about that. Yeah. Tell, tell us what you found out about that.
0: Uh, yeah. So he, he like, basically there's like video you can watch of him (laughs) acting like he's fucking like inverted, like he's going back in time and he's like landing funny and it looks wacky to see, but like, that's how the fight looks. And it's like, it's, uh, When you're watching it, it's like this is kind of silly, but it's really cool at the same time. And uh, both both are him. And well, to be able to
2: do that is like insanely talented. Like how do you how do you even begin to start Mm. pretending like you're inverted? That's crazy shit, man. I feel like
0: it's got to be. I don't think they got into this in the video I watched, but they had to have. literally just film things and then reverse them, right? And watch them. Mm. Like, that's probably what they did is like yeah, they literally it, inverted I the footage. I get that
2: part, but yeah. to like practice yeah. doing it is like... It's, even...
0: <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. it's yeah. And, and, uh, and that's what I noticed watching it the second time is um, the action's a lot more clear because Nolan doesn't have to worry about hiding stunt actors. Like, he yeah. doesn't have to worry about hiding john david washington because it's him and that's a thing you see in like john wick yeah it's a thing that you see in really good martial arts movies where the action is inherently better because the person the actor is doing the action
2: yeah you don't Um, have to do any clever angles or like reshoot the you don't have to like get creative with like
0: leo dicaprio because he can't do the stuff or doesn't want it whatever whatever reason um,
2: but Are you yeah, I think that Leo doesn't do one. Hey, I don't know, he scenes? he might,
0: he might, who knows, but yeah. um, but it's something that I think is definitely the case. With uh, you know, I like him, we talk about him a lot, but the Marvel movies, uh, very much don't really use um, a lot of the actors for stunts, mostly because it's CGI a lot of the time, too. But uh, Nolan is not a guy who uses CGI Old almost boy, at all, yeah, in this movie. It benefits Boy.
2: a lot from that, I think. Yeah,
0: yeah it's uh absolutely man. It's like I, I love that when you go to see a Nolan movie, there again is that like trust. He's trusting the audience, but you're also like trusting him. Like the things okay. I see in this movie, most of them are gonna be practical. Mm. Um and it's also nice that he has the budget to go to
2: like seven
0: or eight different countries. So you're seeing like You know what's it was, yeah.
2: what's funny though, is that I read that the reason you know the whole the the big like set piece with the plane crashing into that the Oslo Freeport yeah yeah apparently like it was cheaper to just buy the fucking plane than to use CGI <laughs> yeah i don't even i don't understand that but you know i'm not i'm not a guy who knows budgets i don't know i i th- honestly i think it just comes down
0: to visual effects artists have a lot of work to do and they get paid well
2: maybe maybe nolan time. was just like he just knew that the amount of CGI like that would suffice his standards would be so expensive, yeah. That he's like, we'll just go with the plane. You know, well, what I, I mean? feel.
0: I feel like he approached it from a like, we're only doing this if we can do a practical standpoint. Maybe I don't well, know, that's but just what
2: I read was like that it was just, cheaper. Yeah, it was cheaper than the CGI, which is I don't understand, but
0: yeah, yeah. it's. Yeah, I'll never understand how, like, a, a movie that has, like, a shit ton of, like, mediocre CGI costs, like, $280 million. Mm. And then you go see, like, Fury Road, and it's, like, what was that movie, 120 Yeah. And that's insane. Like, it's crazy. Where there's, like, CG in that movie, but there's so much practical shit, and you're just doing kind of, like, set dressing of the background. Mm. Um, But, yeah, it makes it a really special experience watching a new Nolan movie because it's like you're just gonna see a bunch of shit you've never seen before, and Tenet's no no different. You're gonna see guys fighting themselves, going backward in fighting time, fighting themselves. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you're gonna see uh, a real plane crash into a real
2: building, and it's gonna blow up, and that's that's great to see.
0: Hmm.
1: We love
2: to see it. Um, Do you think him fighting himself was him trying to fight fate, trying to trying Ooh. to? Uh, well, I will say take control and be in control of his destiny.
0: Yeah, I think so. Metaphorically, it's him, it's, him, it's definitely him fighting. Um, what's the term for everything? Uh, the universe, uh, ubiquitous? What? No, it's uh, I forgot the fucking term. What? Um, the, the it's like built into the movie, it's like the, it's a reverse entropy, entropy. Yeah, it's him fighting entropy, is him fighting himself, basically. Wow. Right? Yeah. Wow, that's know. that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> He's fight <laughs> fighting off death. So
2: let let's go to let's let's take a let's take a little trip, a little trip. Okay, take a little trip going? down to Adam's physics corner. Oh How boy. many corners do we have now? Well, let's rack them up. Uh, now. Well, I think we're Jesus. Yeah, we're
0: inside of like a we're multi multi dimensional. Like yeah, multi dimensional <laughs> uh, room now. There's a corner in in every surface I look at. Um, man,
2: I can't wait until Nolan makes like a like a multi dimensional like spatially dimensional like movie where there's like super like like super polygons and stuff and shit. I like just that. I just truly I'm waiting for that shit. Listen,
0: man, I don't. Maybe we can end on this because this is a big discussion. I don't know where the fuck he goes from here because it's like. I don't know, man. With
2: Interstellar... That's how I felt about Inception, dude. And then he does this shit. Yeah. I have hope for Nolan. He always... Those brothers, those boys are always (laughs) up to something, man. Those
0: Nolan bros, they're always cooking up something. I was going to make the joke earlier that, you know, when Nolan came up with the device to, like, turn backwards to do a 180 in time that he called Jonathan up on the phone and was like, Jonathan... Jonathan, hey, Jonathan, guess what I just came up with?
2: Are you having fun with your, your uh, little has robots? has Westworld Season little... 2. <laughs> no, he doesn't even say Westworld. He's like, having fun with your, your robots or something? Yeah, your of... TV program? <laughs> 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 I
0: I can't do his accent at what, all. What,
2: what are you on? Showtime? Uh, uh, Showtime? or Showtime. on say? Stars now? It's a, <laughs> is this a star show? My children watch Stars. They love it. <laughs>
0: they
1: like, like he the just pirate show.
0: All... <laughs> I don't think they've seen your show, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> Just like throwing <laughs> complete shade. But yeah, that, yeah. that feels like, like, I feel like they're competing with each other.
2: Yeah. I don't know if there's much competition, but. Uh, I think they're probably, they probably will make another thing together. Sometime. They should. I'd yeah, love to see should. it. That'd be cool. But uh, down Adam's uh, physics corner. Oh, yeah. Pull me in. Because he brought up entropy. Mm-hmm. And um, so, th- actually, in physics, uh, I know we always like to say time is a flat circle and whatnot. And I, 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 I'm always in the realm of believing that. But let, let's talk about, let's talk about how f- f- physicists have have a theory on how they, uh, they say that time is simply entropy passing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, entropy, like as entropy increases, um, that's the only indication that we have of like time going. Forward, yeah. So it's so it's like things decay, yeah. Yeah, Things decay. Mm -hmm. Uh, It goes like things go from a state of order to chaos, right? Yeah. Like in physics, actually, like when you when you make something, like you make something ordered. Like let's say that I decide to make a bike. Right. I take all this raw material and heat it up and do all this stuff. And it seems like I created order from chaos, which I kind of did, but the whole processes of like heating it up and all that actually increases the overall entropy regardless. Yeah. So no matter what, we're always going towards a state of chaos. Mm -hmm. I mean, in Tenet, it's interesting to see like how like they, the turnstile seems to work by reversing entropy. Like that's, that's the whole idea of, um, going backwards in time. Right. Yeah. And it's like, that's, what's kind of like interesting because when you're thinking about, um, order and chaos, like essentially what's happening is that the universe is like, it's, where do I start from here? Okay. So keep the, okay. So, so table the, that concept, what I just said, right? Like the, like, Order to chaos and reverse entropy is going back to order. So the uh, there's this I, I one of my favorite one of my heroes actually is Richard Feynman and he's a physicist mm-hmm. and I actually have a painting of him and I read right all his there, books yeah right there on the wall and it was great because Neil actually references Richard Feynman for like a, a second when he's talking about uh, like. The whole mechanics of uh, going back in time and whatnot, mm-hmm. and Feynman diagrams were revolutionary. That's when he won the. I think he, he he won the Nobel Peace Prize for quantum electrodynamics that includes like the Feynman diagrams. And I won't get it. Like I don't fully understand it. And even Feynman says I don't understand it either. It just <laughs> works. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's all very confusing. But there's like uh there's this thing where in when when a Positron when you emit a positron, there's actually an instance where I mean, I hope there's physicists like listening because they'll probably correct me and probably do a way better job of explaining, but there's things called virtual particles that actually go back in time as a electron moves forward in time. Mm. So I'm pretty sure that Nolan, what he saw was like let's look at these Feynman diagrams. How can I make a movie out of this? How do I do this? Yeah, like because they talk
0: about that specific example in the movie, and I, I did I did awful in science. I was not a science person, so yeah. that stuff flew over my head. I didn't even understand it, but like as you're talking about it, like yeah. I, I just recall that like, yeah, I mean it would make sense if like uh, he approached similarly to how he did, I guess, with dreams an inception and even interstellar with uh the way time works it's around black holes and things like that um it would make sense if he if he was like how do I begin writing another christopher nolan movie let's like get some ideas flowing let me like read some
2: yeah i mean yeah. he consulted i think kip, kip Thorn thorne, thorne again, again yeah, on, on this, this movie mm-hmm. um so i'm pretty sure he got a lot of ideas and that's why i love about nolan is that He takes, like, these physics ideas and, like, how do we make that into, like, an interesting plot mechanic? Like, I wish that we had more of that in film. Like, like, why can't we take these, like, you can teach people about physics, like, in these weird ways of, like, plot mechanics with, like, just physics ideas, you know? And because there's a lot of crazy shit in physics that we are not intuitive with.
0: Yeah. You know, and... So
2: he's gonna... He he has a couple of science
0: textbooks. Oh, yeah. And he's gonna... He's just gonna start pulling out... He's gonna flip to chapter two, and that's gonna be his next movie. It's... And it's gonna be great. It's gonna... He's just... He's making digestible... Yeah. He's, tur- he's turning, like, complicated so, scientific ideas into digestible entertainment. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and that's so insane. cool, because it's, like, introducing yeah. people into things that maybe they just never knew about. Like that are really interesting about science, you know? Yeah. And that's what was cool about Interstellar is that that's his relativistics movie. This Mm. is his quantum movie. And both of them have weird shit with time, but they don't agree with each other. Like, relativistics and quantum mechanics are not very compatible, and there's this huge debate in the physics community on how to, like, uh, complete the two like it's called the it's called the uh, what is it uh, grand unification theory or something yeah yeah um but yeah like i feel like no one's like how can i make a quantum a quantum like mechanical movie how do you do that mm-hmm. and he said oh we can, we can try this whole like palindrome thing because like with virtual particles they go back in time to compensate for the other one and they annihilate and they get rid of each other. And it's like, Mm -hmm. essentially what happens, this is what I'm thinking, what his kind of whole like philosophy on it is like the movie, the universe is like 100% deterministic. There's no free will really. Mm -hmm. But the universe like emits essentially a virtual particle, which is the people going backwards to compensate for not for no annihilation. Yeah. Because like, it's like it wouldn't, it's it's kind of crazy because it's like a, it, the universe almost compensates itself because just because like the, the technology exists to go back in time, it makes up for it with all the events that the people do. So experience happens regardless. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's well, the craziest it's, part about it. Would I'm out of my depth here a little bit, but would it would a kind of example in the movie of that be her seeing herself jump off the boat and that kind of arc coming into fruition that that was her jumping off the boat and that's like the completion of her arc, yeah, something like that, right? Hmm. That's that's why, dude. Yeah, the whole like um, upending of. Uh, Nolan's like wife problem yeah. in this movie I thought was really cool mm. what he what he did with Debicki's character
2: uh, which we can get into but yeah well, what, what I mean jumping off that is that the the simple fact is like the fact that she experienced it is exactly like what has the causation of it regardless mm-hmm. you know she wouldn't have experienced it if it w- wasn't going to cause her to jump off the, the thing in the first place it all like Every all the loops close. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think there's a problem with bootstrapping in it because it would have happened, there's no other way it would have happened regardless. And like, you know, people can fight me on that one and I totally agree with people's disagreement on like, you know, what is really causation. But I personally don't believe in free will. Like, that's my own thing. You know, like, I don't, I don't think it's uh, real. Yeah. But, um, I think that's the way
0: that, um, I don't know, any time you see a movie that has a time travel component, there's either going to be paradoxical elements or the movie, like Looper is the best example, is going to say, don't worry about it too much. We can talk about this all day. But like what I appreciate about... But this one Tenet, doesn't
2: really have, doesn't have paradoxes. In that.
0: Yeah, I think that's what yeah. I appreciate about it, and I'm gonna appreciate the most when I see it for like the tenth time.
2: Oh
1: uh, why? <laughs> because I'm
0: there's so much fucking movie, there's so much information in this fucking movie. Um, is that uh that it, it like yeah, when they when they turn around and they go back in time, um they're oh, Jesus Christ, how do I start talking about this? they could potentially run into themselves it happens in the movie there can be multiple versions of you all existing on the same plane there's multiple neils there's multiple protagonists at a certain point um and i don't know yeah it, just by there's that line i think when he first goes back uh, the the lady like giving him the quick tutorial of like listen fire is going to be ice all that you yeah. know all that shit and like her saying, like, "Don't touch yourself. Don't run into yourself." Um, is like enough of a rule. I don't know. I feel like yeah. I feel like it avoids the paradoxical like nonsense that time travel movies can like unwillingly like jump into. If that makes sense.
2: Yeah. Uh, I just think that it it all it all is it's it, it's all closed loops though with this one. Yeah. There's nothing. It's just like Primer. Primer is like another like. It's a tight fucking like. I need to watch Primer again now, for sure. Tight, I haven't seen that trial. movie in so long. Yeah. yeah, like the the biggest like. Uh, I think I think the late the lazier time travel movies is Terminator. Um, not to say they I love it, Terminator. Don't they, do keep it wrong. It they keep it clean? They keep Send it clean. Send a guy back. He goes back in time. That's it. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> You know what i mean like it does there's no implications of like how yeah. it works out i you know I, mean? I
0: recently uh rewatch all of lost and that that is that is a show that fully dives into um the messiness of time travel and i think has somewhat mixed results but it it i think has the right kind of like uh it it has similar it has a similar theory that Tenet has, where it's like, yeah, you're gonna you went back in time, you're gonna potentially like see yourself or you're gonna see this person's dad. And that always happened. Like you were always there, and the the effect that you had in the 70s uh always happened to the current timeline. Um
2: because you, you yeah. think about it in the physics sense, like a photon light, it is in its relative frame. It's experience there. No time has passed. He's experienced the whole universe, like that's what a photon experiences. So, what happens, happened. What Neil said, what yeah. happens, happened. Yeah, what happens, and that's why has he didn't happened. tell
0: the protagonist. Yeah, that he saw the protagonist. That's why he was keeping the cards close to his vest or whatever. Well, because
2: he went on instinct, he would have not done anything, any, 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 anyway. Any, he wouldn't, there would, there would have been no other possibility. Yeah, Because, like, it's already happened. Mm-hmm. Because that's, that's the meta-commentary on the film as well, like, on filmmaking and storytelling. Because it's already happened, mm-hmm. like, no matter what. Like, when you read something, or you watch something, or you experience something, it's happened. Yeah, yeah. It's always going to... Like, technically, we all live in the past. We all live in a happen, happened state. Mm-hmm. you know like there's no other possibility that's why I don't believe in free will like th- thing, things have already things are going to go the way that they did because the, there's no other way it would have happened anyway yeah and Every everything it, we've
0: yeah. ever done is written in fucking permanent marker it's like it's it's there you yeah. can't be erased or taken back the mm-hmm. effects are already are done yeah
2: yeah Which watch devs by the way devs is pretty good oh yeah yeah, yeah. devs is another uh, thing fucking around with that stuff yeah yeah but that that that's the that's what's cool is that he's tying the physics idea in philosophy and just like writing stories. Like what does it even mean to write stories and what does it even mean to have like agency as like a character within something that you write? You know, like mm-hmm. having that like that's what's so interesting is like the protagonist is someone who is, who has faith, who has like, who goes with it, who lets it all happen mm-hmm. and trusts that things are going to go the way that they do. Yeah. And the antagonist is the one who fears that he will not have control over his destiny. He will, he needs to have the free will to like, to, to choose what is going to happen to him. Do you think that's something that is a is something that judges a person in a way? I mean, I'll put that in a philosophical sense. Like, do you feel like like someone who is who wants control over their destiny is usually the bad guy? Hmm. This is a interesting. Like, I, I'm not yeah. saying that is true or not. I'm saying like that's an interesting thing to think about. I
0: feel like that's probably a common trait amongst, amongst people that we view as the villain. Right.
2: You know, for sure. Like they want things to go the way that they want it to go. Yeah. You know, but then it's interesting. Cause then you have Neil who does some
0: real cowboy shit in this movie. Cowboy as, shit. <laughs> as fucking as a uh, kick-ass uh, kid says, uh, bearded God, fucking jacked Aaron Taylor Johnson. doesn't make any sense. Who's like invisible. Who doesn't. Uh, yeah. I, it took me like 10 minutes before I realized it was fucking him. Hmm um and only cuz i knew he was going to be in the movie but uh yeah um does some real cowboy shit at the end where he's like oh, fuck uh they're going to be fucked if i don't like do some wacky shit and then like go back and like throw the the rope down and pull them out of here um i don't know so he's almost like a weird combination of both maybe mm-hmm. right cuz he's like uh he's going with the flow but also he's like to save my friends i got to i got to like and, and try to enact some kind of free will mm-hmm. on, on this situation to, like, save them. Well, that's the
2: interesting thing about, being about like, action in in general. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think about action or, like, if, if you've ever been in a fight or you've been in – or you're driving, like, there's this sort of point where instinct is takes over. Like, there's no mm-hmm. – like, there's nothing, like, you can do no matter how much knowledge you really have about a situation. Yeah. Like even though, even though um, the protagonist had known that he was going to fight, it still did. He didn't know exactly how. Like, like when it happened, he just had to go with what was happening. Like, what, what else was he gonna do? Yeah. He couldn't like do anything other than react to whatever the situation had done. And it's just (laughs) it already happened, so he did it the way that he was going to do anyway yeah you know exactly well I mean?
0: it's and and the 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 car chase part one and car chase part two are I feel like where the most of that growth happens where it's like he goes through the car chase gets all the way to the end and is like, uh, wait, oh shit, we fucked up he he got the thing right and then like he goes back in time to correct it, and then that's when he starts like learning how to think nonlinearly basically mm-hmm. um so yeah, so his his arc is like he. I, I will say this: it's like this is kind of one of Nolan's coldest movies, but it's like he's it's it's in place of him doing something more like scientific and like intellectual in like the meta commentary of like the way that I don't
2: know. I'm losing my train of thought. I don't. Now. I, don't yeah. I don't. I don't know if it's like. I mean, like the way that like tonally it might be cold, but I think it's like almost an, like a Nietzsche sort of like thing where you're like, if you heard the saying, amor fatigue, like love fate, like yeah. it's coming to terms with just like how things will play out in your life. Like knowing that it's okay to like, even though you know what the future is going to be, you still are going to go through with it and accept it the way that it's going to come. Mm. It's kind of like when Neil said, like the Neil and the protagonist, their relationship is very adorable. Um, I like I like those two. Yeah, that's that's um, the heart of the movie, that's is the their the movie. their
0: relationship, yeah.
2: And it's just so it was a sad moment when he's just like, you know, like this is the this is the ending of a friendship for me, but a beginning of a beautiful friendship for you or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it was you're, just, you're gonna meet me when I'm ten years old in the future and we're, Yeah, yeah. We're gonna get along great. <laughs> stuff, I'm gonna turn but, around and go back and yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But like, it it's it just it's it's sort of that philosophical thing where it's just like you're you're okay with how things will turn out. It's like Arrival, same thing. It's like she knew. Yeah, spoiler, this movie does like, feel
0: yeah. so tied to Arrival in yeah. in many ways. Uh, but but it's each movie highlights strengths about each director where it's like Tenet is very intellectual and it's very philosophical. Um, and arrival is a very, very emotional movie. Like it's, it opens and closes with the kind of montage of her with her daughter. Um, and then you have the added context at the end of the movie, obviously, um, knowing that her daughter's going to die and stuff. Um, yeah, they feel very similar. Um, would make an interesting like double feature.
2: I feel, yeah. Tenant and arrival. Just, I mean, just like how you said with the language and stuff. Like,
0: yeah, because they're both doing very similar. It's like, yeah. I mean, I, I will say for <laughs> Adam shooting Fauna like a machine remember. gun. It's very cool. Um, <laughs> I will say, walking out of Arrival, you don't, um, <laughs> you, you don't know you're not time traveling all the time now. It's like, uh, but Tenet, it's like you, you, I don't know. It like teaches you something scientific, like, like you just laid out. Um, like I, I don't really know shit about science, but I feel like I have a a better understanding of quantum physics. Or at least the
2: curiosity. I mean,
0: (laughs) yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? It's really cool that I, I hope that, uh, you know, there, I'm sure there will be, there will be kids that see the movie and are like, this is interesting. I want to learn more about this if this is a thing that people view as And the as kids who real. don't
2: you shoot them.
0: And they they die. And they
2: <laughs> And that's what is always I just want to play Roblox in Fortnite. <laughs> We're doomed, Brent. We're doomed. Do you think Nolan's
0: going to going to screen Tenet in Fortnite? Oh, with Travis Scott man. With Travis Scott. With Travis Scott. <laughs> Listen. Shit. I've been jamming Okay. Oh, yeah. I want to talk it. about the score now, uh, but I, just want, I also want to say I've been jamming that Travis Scott song. It's kind of a banger. It's pretty fucking good. Uh, probably also because he worked with uh, uh, Lud- Ludwig Goransson. Is that his name? I always forget it.
2: Some Norwegian guy, right? Yeah,
0: it's the guy who uh, has been working with Donald Glover since Community, and he was a, he was a uh, the composer for Community. And then he did all of the uh, albums with uh, Childish Gambino. And then he did uh, Black Panther and a couple other things, I think. But yeah, he's honestly like the most exciting composer, I think, working right now. Like when Hans Zimmer said he was going to do Dune, he told Nolan like, hey, get this guy like Ludwig. This guy's going to be like the next me basically. Mm. And, uh, yeah, and this
2: high phrase from like, Hans yeah, Zimmer,
0: right. Know. Seriously. Yeah. Um, but it's like after watching 10 at a second time, it's like, I think my favorite score of any of his movies, um, because I, I think it takes a lot of skill, uh, and talent as a songwriter to have themes in your music. That's like kind of a, a complicated thing to like wrap your head around sometimes. But like, there are certain rock bands like uh Rx Bandits does this where they have like um they have themes and they have like literal It's
2: on th- a story with the music, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah not even lyrically, but like yeah. they'll have they're they'll have melodic foreshadowing of like a, a, a melody that's gonna show up like four or five songs from then. But it's it's really such a skillful thing to be able to tie in the the theme of of the way that time works in the movie into the score. Where I was telling you it's like um there are multiple parts of the movie where there's there's a melody that's going forward, and then there's a melody that's going backwards at the same time, it and it you all a meshes hint of
2: like yeah. what else is going on in the background. Like there's somebody who's also like mm-hmm. inverting themselves, even though you're yeah. seeing a forward time mm-hmm. uh, scene, which is super cool because like it yeah. indicates that Seder is like is inverting in that fire truck scene because we all see as forward. Yeah.
0: The fire, ch- yeah. The car chase is one of the best elements because, oh yeah, that that that's, that scene is so good because there's there's a uh, and it's hard to talk about this because it's music, but it's like uh, there's one melody um, f- for most of the car chase, and then there's an underlying kind of like mm, 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 yeah. like like reverse melodies always sound like that where it sounds like like a build sucking. and then
2: sudden stop, like a sucking,
0: yeah, like a sucking type thing,
2: thing, yeah,
0: um, and then when. John David Washington. The protagonist is going back through it. It's flipped. The volumes are flipped, and so the one that was going backwards is now going forward, and the one that's, that's so fucking wild and it's cool. crazy, that's dude. So cool. It's so cool, yeah. um, and it's something that you don't really get to experience very often. Like music used in a thematic way. Usually, you have like, and I love composers yeah. like Zimmer, like Danny
2: Elfman. Yeah,
0: yeah. Listen, I love John Williams, Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer is, is a guy who ties even theme
2: knowledge that you're just like, let's just skip over Danny Elfman.
0: Yeah. Listen, <laughs> Elfman, he's, he's done some decent stuff. Yeah, he's um, He's fine. But, uh, no, in, in, it, it makes sense that Zimmer recommended, uh, Ludwig because Zimmer like with, uh, interstellar has a lot of like thematic stuff in the movie. Like, um, the waves sequence on the planet with like the, Oh yeah. like the building inception. Yeah. That's like his his Slow big down one.
2: shit. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh yeah, slowing down but for the different levels. If I
2: want to cry, I just put on Interstellar's like, you know, the fucking Dude, if I God, just want to cry. The melodies like, that's, that's, in Interstellar are like some of the going. best. Yeah, some of the best score ever written, honestly. Like the sequence with the spinning uh spaceship and mm. it's just like that I don't know, it always brings tears to my eyes. Like it's so like yeah. powerful that song it's, it's crazy. so fucking good man yeah, yeah. the um what is, what is the
0: dialogue in that scene uh you can't do it it's like it's necessary yeah. or whatever I, I think i fucked yeah, that same it's quote a great up on the episode. line yeah it's great um yeah. but yeah and and even above that the score is fucking just really good and intense and like a lot of like really cool uh electronic synths and stuff like that which i'm a sucker for um, a
2: simp for synths.
0: I'm a simp for synths. Absolutely, dude. Make that a shirt, and I'll wear it's that every uh, fucking day. Yeah, you
2: heard it here. You so heard it. Good. That's Somebody gonna be on it. our our marketplace whenever we fucking <laughs> when we get it going. Simp
1: it going for synths.
2: Yeah. Um, and
0: yeah, man. And just the sound in this movie, the way that the the score works with the action. Uh, when we saw it, even more than the IMAX, when we saw it in AVX, just the amount of like seat vibrating, just fucking, like, like, mm-hmm. shit like that that was going on. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Um, just, yeah, just, like, the audio visual of watching Tenant is enough for me to recommend it to everybody.
2: Yeah, because it's just yeah. so, like, heavy, and you just feel like you're fucking in it. Yeah, I mean? exactly. And that's what yeah. Nolan's
0: so good at, and it's, like,
2: you,
0: I mean, even maybe to a fault where he's, like, you don't really need to hear all the dialogue like uh it's yeah, not the was, most important there, thing. yeah
2: there, i mean like it was it was fine like i yeah, mean there's cleaned some it part, up. yeah i think they re re-released it to where you can understand it more but i mean like you know it's not the biggest deal mm-hmm. Yeah, you I know, like i i i understand why some people would be mad about it just because like it's I know that some people just want to make sure that they hear every single word. I mean, I I read subtitles, so yeah, same. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't think that takes it away from me. I don't think that takes that much yeah. away from me just because of all the other things that, like, happened in this film.
0: Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, it's it's one of those things, like, like I talked about with Green Room, where it's like, I don't... I don't put that down as a as a negative or like a, a a bad takeaway because it's like it'll be corrected when I see this for like the third or fourth time. Like when I get some subtitles on, like I'll mm. fully understand the full picture. It's not it's not like incompetence yeah. if that makes sense. It's like he he's a he's a director who's like gonna put out a competently made movie even if I don't fully click with everything the first time
2: I see it. You know. Well, but, I um, mean, like if if we're gonna, I guess we should get into the criticisms corner because I see a lot of. Uh, in, invalid, invalid criticisms <laughs> out there. Um, what are
0: some... some? Yeah, dude, people on Reddit are pretty fucking critical of this. I was kind of surprised. Well, like, the sound mixing...
2: Okay, I mean, I'll give that a good, like, maybe 6 out of 10 as a legitimate concern. I mean, I'm going to put my cards out on the table... I'm Adam, and I have a tattoo of Inception, so I'm a I'm a Nolan, <laughs> I'm a Nolan simp. So you're whatever. you're a simp, you're yeah. a simp for Chris. I'm putting cards your shirt. out. I'm not, yeah. you know, like I'm not saying that I'm not biased or anything, but I'm going to try to be as impartial as I can. Yeah, yeah, as, as I can. Um, but other ones were like physics related stuff, and it's like fuck off, <laughs> like the, like yes, going backwards there's going to be a lot of fucking holes in a physics sense that's like, yeah yeah don't fucking let that be the thing that pisses <laughs> you off about a film that's reddit dude that's yeah <laughs> well it's like he consulted kip thorn and he tried to make it as like feasible as he can it's like when you when you like when you read like great books like great sci-fi it's like yeah there's a bunch of shit in there that like if you look at 20,000 leagues under under the sea it's like he the author didn't w- the author was like what kind of material right now would sustain the pressures of the ocean. No, he's just like I just want to make a f- book about yeah. if there was a fucking soul. They went on an adventure, there's monsters the, and <laughs> like I appreciate films and movies and books that do like the martians one of the greatest examples of like very tight like mm. realistic physics. And Nolan does his fucking best to try to be as, like, close to what it would be. Yeah. So, that's why I'm always just, like, sometimes you got to have, like, you you got to take that backseat and kind of have that, what's the word? Um, You know, leave your brain a little bit, like, at the door. Yeah, yeah. In, in check out sense, a little bit. Just check not out all a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Like, check out a little bit. Because, I mean, he tried a little bit. To say, like, okay, this, this is some cool things that might happen if you did invert based on how we understand physics right now and if yeah. you were to invert backwards. Yeah, like so the, the needing
0: the oxygen mask. Yeah. The, the, the fire to ice thing, I don't quite understand. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, it's just reversed, reverse heat transfer because, like okay. the, because what's happening in his perspective is the fire is going, is, is going back to contain itself. So yeah. to him, it's like it's cooling because okay, it, it's coming to its origin because obviously it would heat up as it goes out. Well,
0: and that's like that's like the score too—the way that like the the score works, where it's like
2: whoop, whoop whoop
0: like shit like that, where it's like sudden stops. It's like the same way that
2: fireworks going yeah. uh, forward and backward in time. And yeah. same with like uh, you know when he's driving and he's slipping around because friction's reversed. You know, yeah, yeah, and it's like. Like did you really think about that stuff when you were watching like the Matrix or stuff like there's an attempt to make something interesting and so that's why it's just like to shoot it down because like huh, I have a I, I know I'm I I took a physics course in college and uh yeah I, I like, guess here's on.
0: my this this isn't even really this isn't my counter but I would what I would say I guess to that is that like it's it's because Nolan's not really an all or nothing guy. He's like
2: well, he does he doesn't something. do the
0: matrix thing nope. where he doesn't really ask the questions of how it's working. Nolan like wants to ask the questions of how it's working, like give you a little bit, but also play with it a little bit. He doesn't like commit to all or nothing. He does like a little bit of the Primer middle. Primer is round. the
2: one that does the all or nothing thing. I think. But Yeah, but I, can I see mean that. like
0: in order I'm, to I'm just saying like yeah. I don't I don't really agree with that well, now, but that's now, yeah. Now,
2: I mean now I'm just getting into kind of like the philosophy of just creating art. You know like mm-hmm. like like you're not going like it's never going to be airtight like ever. Yeah. And so I rather have something out there that's like interesting like this that pushes people's minds to think about these things and to say Huh, I'm better than this guy because I know that that's not how it would be. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's like a a thing that's like, I mean this this goes down to my philosophy of like criticism in general. Is, yeah, is because like I've evolved on this. Like I used to be a little bit like way more pretentious than I am, and maybe I still am. But, um, it's the idea of like intent of the filmmaker. Like, I think when someone goes into the movie and receives it and they say, and they they did they had a bad taste in their mouth, they look for, they put on goggles to where they see everything that is things that could be excusable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, everything gets it's, like... It's the cinema-sinsing, yeah, the, the cinema-sinsing of the critical world. Yeah, of and pop which culture. is fine. It's, it's okay to say that you didn't like it. Like yeah. I said, I think I said this on a previous podcast, but it's okay to say you didn't like it. But to say that it's bad is is where that's where
1: uh, that's where yeah. things go
2: awry. Yeah, for sure. Now you can say you can say a movie is bad if you look at the intent and that intent was was done incorrectly. Like um, mm. maybe like the room is the most like <laughs> like flagrant example. Yeah, yeah. And I know there's more modern like like I cats. Mean, <sighs> Or maybe
0: that's what maybe that's what Tom intended. Who fucking knows, man? Jury's still out on Cat- that one. Cats
2: is cats is probably. Or is. I think
0: the jury is convicted at this point. I think everybody is in jail uh, as they should be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's just
2: hope that Tom Hooper doesn't doesn't uh, get more work. while wow, there's some yeah, fireworks, the fireworks oh wrapping God, up. Yeah. I think they're done. Okay. But yeah, it's just like cats <clears throat> is a great example. Cats like Tom, Tom Hooper was like. This is a very serious film and bad approach uh, is, for cats. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to win all the Academy Awards. Yes. Yeah. You know, my, and
0: my rebuttal to even what I said as like a justification yeah, for people's criticisms yeah. is like him taking that middle path of being like explaining the way that fire is going to invert or explaining that like. Uh, You need oxygen because your lungs aren't going to work the right way. Is it, is it makes like a visual thing for the audience to attach to that's like gratifying to see play out like dramatic, you know, it's like the scene when he walks out for the first time and he's inverted is like thrilling. It's like, oh, this is fucking crazy because like all the sounds you hear are inverted
2: Uh, like the wind is blowing backwards. I'm glad that you brought that up because it it always feels like, it almost feels like he stepped into like space almost. You know what I mean? Like another world. Yeah. Even though it's the same world. Yeah. Yeah. It's really well done. I love when that happens. Like movies like, um, movies like, uh, Coherence. Have you seen Coherence? Yeah. Coherence is
0: great. It's so,
2: uh, I love it when movies can make something that's a the same thing, but feels so like powerful transitions almost Is well. Is, then it's another world, even though it's the same thing. Like, yeah. I don't know what the word is for that, but like, it's like, you're literally seeing the same thing, but you feel this sort of eeriness that, and this strangeness that yeah. makes you feel like you're in another world. And that's such a amazing feeling. It's crazy. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's, it's hard to, it's, it takes a great director to pull it off. Like that, that's the scene. I think that was the, moment where i leaned over to you because i was laughing and i was like this this is some wild man shit dude like wild man Nolan." that that was the moment where i was like we're doing this now you crazy son of a bitch yeah like i didn't think i truly didn't think that like we would fully get people inverted going backwards in time like that maybe that was just like a failure of my vision or uh i don't know like uh preparing for a new nolan movie but I didn't expect to see quite like that. I expected I didn't know exactly how it was going to work with like people being inverted and stuff like that. But um uh I forgot what we were talking about. I'm just talking about
2: like film criticism.
0: Yeah, the yeah. the criticism. Listen. Okay. If I have any criticisms, it's that it's on the writing
2: level. Not Chris says, Hey, Chris.
0: Man, is uh he's hey, on check.
2: the
1: phone. What's up, man? I'm
0: going to get Chris in the Zoom. <laughs> Um, it's, it's, it's that thing where like, he's giving you so much information. I feel like the, in this movie in particular, even more than a lot of all of his other movies, I feel like there's always a character talking, explaining what's happening or like what needs to happen or what, uh, you need to do. And I just feel like there was a way to do that cleaner in a dialogue way if that makes sense. So, I don't know. I guess I that's kind of an ambiguous. Yeah, yeah,
2: I don't know how you would. I don't know if it's a second said. pass
0: of him being like, what can I chop out? Where can I just have like how can I like just show this visually cuz he already has a lot of the shit in the movie. I don't know what it looks like. That's just it's just me saying like both times I saw it were overwhelming and uh it just maybe comes,
2: But I feel like that just comes with the territory. Like it's going to be overwhelming no matter like what you yeah. do because it's challenging your literal perception of like how you track movies and how you understand like movies itself. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I mean that's fair. That's fair. Um like it's literally
2: like it's like it's like watching Inherent Vice or like reading Gravity's Rainbow. That's why I think this is like is art is art house film. It's like like yeah. there's nothing like to say that you're going to understand Holy Motors like you know like right when you when you see it it's it's like no you're not mhm you know that, that's why it goes back to that like yeah. what i said at the beginning was like you must you must watch it again
1: mm-hmm. you must
2: yeah like there's, there's no and maybe people don't want to and i and i and i think like and i get people who just want to do one and done i mean i'm like that with video games like i get people don't want to rewatch things but it's like my my mom saw tenant and like uh we didn't
0: watch Tenet for my birthday thing uh well because you and I had already seen it but yeah. but um it's yeah it's just funny how when I got to the theater uh I was like what other, what other movies could we have even watched and she was like well we could have done Tenet but like you saw it my mom was like I don't want to see that again and it's like I feel like that's going to be a common thing for most yeah. people but I feel like people that love movies people that are have kind of a curious scientific mind are going to be like let me like watch that
2: again and, like, see if I can piece more of it together, you know? Well, it's just, like, the same thing with, like, I mean, with pop music versus, like, I don't know, experimental music or something, Fucking right? tool or something. Yeah, like a, yeah, yeah more And It's, like, it's, it's, okay, it's okay if you're into pop music and you just want to listen to that. There's nothing wrong with that because, mm. like, maybe you're just not, like, really into, like, the technicalities of, like, music making, right? Mm. And you just wanna have a good time and listen to pop and that's cool. And there's other people who really are into music and that's their hobby and they like the, the musicality of something that's complex, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, having something that sounds very strange and is not really and doesn't like immediately hit you like as a feel good thing that you can just dance to, but there's something that's I mean, like you said with R X bandits, right? Like there's that yeah, layered thinking... reality to that stuff. Yeah, you know?
0: I, I think <laughs> You know, Tenet really is the dream theater of movies, honestly. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> um, dream is a, a, a band that everybody always tells me I need to listen to, and I never know where to start, and I can't get into them. But, uh, so I guess maybe it's not the best comparison for me, but it feels like Dream Theater feels kind of a little bit like homework or something, where it's like, what do you mean they have an 18-minute song? But, it, <laughs> but, but the thing is, like Dream Theater has so many fucking fans, and like the equivalent, like somebody like Nolan who makes a movie like this... Uh, I, I'm just I'm fucking there day
2: one, man. as, well, that, as that, much as I can. That's be. what that's that's what I mean when I go back to just like things like, like when I judge a song, I can't I can't personally say I thought it that was bad. I can't say it because I'm not someone who invests a lot of time to understand. Like like you're the guy who understands um, like scores and stuff, so I let you handle that. And mm-hmm. I I I. I I appreciate your knowledge of it, and I trust, like, what you comment on about
1: it. Mm.
2: For me, it's, like, I don't say... Like, I tr- at least I try not to. Maybe I have. I try not to say, like, that song is bad. Yeah, I just say I don't like it. Yeah, for sure. Music you know? is so hard, too. But, like, yeah. it, 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 that's the thing with, like... With movies, it just, like... it It kind of upsets me, because movies are very close to me, you know? And then when you yeah. hear something... When you hear someone say like cinema sins, when you hear someone say it's bad and give things that are like very surface level iceberg stuff that are very subjective and yeah, as as some sort of objective criticism of the movie, it it's really disheartening and it kind of ups, it upsets me. Like for I sure, won't, won't, well that yeah. I mean
0: yeah, me too, man. And it's it's yeah. uh, one of the. Inf- the great unfortunate things, uh, the fact that Cinema is like one of the biggest movie YouTube channels. It's like because it
2: makes people feel smart. Yeah, when it makes not. you feel
0: smart when you when you criticize. Yeah, yeah, even shit that doesn't,
2: uh, that's not really a, a valid criticism. You yeah. know. Yeah, um, because like tenant is that meta, meta narrative on like almost just like understanding anything. Like when I go rock when I go bouldering, like I do a route. That's hard, right? I climb up a route that's hard, Mm. and I don't get it, and I fuck up. It doesn't mean, like, that route was bad. It means that I don't understand it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think the quick to judgment is is the thing here. Like, I do the route over again. Then I start appreciating the moves more, and I start knowing how how to go through it. Mm. And I, I figure out, well, this is actually a really cool route you know yeah And Tenet's like i have to go through this battle scene like i like i am uh neil and i'm going through it then i learn about what happens then i invert myself and i go back and do it do it this way to help it out yeah it's like a weird kind of commentary on just like how things are understood yeah, yeah. you know over repeated processes you know
0: yeah and and you kind of already talked about this but it's like uh even even writing in general, this yeah. movie really feels like a commentary on the way that you i guess to use like a movie as an example, the way that you write a story is it's very much like that where it's like you start going forward linearly,
1: mm.
0: you don't have all the answers, so then you have to go back and kind of like look at it through that lens too to like piece the narrative together so mm. it feels like a it, it almost feels like uh If Inception is like a meta commentary on filmmaking, it almost feels like Tenet is in like writing or storytelling,
1: Mm
2: -hmm. or just like planning. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like not even just writing, because like you're like when you have a plan, like you're thinking from the end. Mm -hmm. You're like, this is the goal. This is what we need. How do we get there? Mm -hmm. Then sometimes you work back. You have to work backwards from that. And then you have to work forwards from that, and then you, like the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. The, the whole fingers thing coming with the together hand, the or fingers putting fingers together. What's the name of that actor who did it at the beginning? The old man the CIA I don't know. Guy. The, that he guy's so in familiar. so much shit. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's it is funny how that guy is literally in a scene and he's like, tenant, and then he's out. Yeah. Like he, he just like does that. This um, transcends national interest. You a, you hired me. You know what? This is a very this is a very dumb thing, but oh, something that right. I wanted to see. Mm. Uh, when we were getting near, especially at the end of the movie, when it's like you, like you hired me, like you, you're the creator of Tenet. I want, I kind of wanted to see a little Denzel cameo, but it wouldn't have made sense to see like, like older protagonists. As Denzel. I just thought that... I like the idea that, like, future protagonist is Denzel in, like, the year 2048. That's a sequel,
2: baby. Hey. Let's get Denzel in there. There's a lot yeah. of
0: sequel opportunities. And he recruits a six-year-old, Neil, yes. to go... He keeps getting younger and So, my... folks,
2: if you don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> yeah. there is a theory. That, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think... any. Yeah, we haven't really... We only just joked around it, but yeah, there's a theory that Neil... Is Max Max is, um Debecky's son, son in yeah. there? And uh, some people are vehemently against it. Some people are vehemently for it. Mm. How do you feel about it? Right?
0: I don't think I'm vehemently against or for it. Okay. I guess I, I guess I'm a I'm a I'm a soft
2: four. A soft four. A I, like so- I love that <laughs> story of my life. Like. Uh, <laughs> <what do> you- <laughs> When your wife, like, ask hey, you come to bed, dear? I'm a soft four. I'm a soft four it's, for that. It's Saturday.
0: You know, it's Saturday. as honey, I'm at a soft four. I think I'm, I'm going to call it a night. God, what a... Put that, um, I'm glad I shirt, stumbled into that. Another shirt idea. Right? Yeah, I'm a soft four. And
2: don't worry, this is deep into the podcast, so there's no way this is ever going to... Yeah,
0: I'm like a soft four.
2: Um, what was I going to say? Oh,
0: but I I I like it because like i was telling you there and i know it's a it's it's a little nitpicky but i feel like has, it's not debicky but nitpicky <laughs> jesus christ, jesus I'm, christ. I'm, dare, you're you're die. killing it um but uh, my i have like a, a weird issue or hang up i guess is a better term of uh neil being about the same age as the protagonist if he met the protagonist like presumably Maybe not even way in the future. Maybe that's, that's, a, a, that's a, uh, the issue in my presumption. is like maybe it's not like 20 years. I was thinking like it's way down the road. Maybe it's like literally three or four years. And I just solved my own issue, I guess. I, I guess he meets Neil like maybe like four or five years in the future. Neil starts going backwards. He's aging linearly. Does that make sense? Yeah, he ages, you, you age no matter what. And yeah, that's yeah. if he's not Max. If he's Max, then, like, Max ages up, and then, like, 10, 15 years down the road, John David Washington meets Max. He changes his name, I guess, to Neil. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's
2: his middle name. I don't know. No. You know what? People... Huh? Uh, so oh, boy. Here we go. Here, here, Put on your tinfoil hats. Got it. And uh, a strap-in for, for film theories... <laughs> Not, uh, it's that YouTube series that we have nothing to do with. Um No, uh, some people on Reddit were saying how, like, in Europe, it's common for Max to be Maximilian. And what's Maximilian backwards, the last four letters? It's Neil, baby. It's is Neil. It? Yes, it is. Maximilian. Lean. Isn't it Noil? Noel. <laughs> Apparently it's Neil. Maximili. million. Okay. Maximilian. Oh. That is S- kind
0: of cool, S- huh? Oh, okay. Okay, be- okay yeah. so here here's like the connective tissue that I'm missing to be to be a everyone's hard for.
2: Everyone's name is important. Yeah. Sator Seder is Rotus Rot- is the machine. Yeah. Sator and Rotus are part of the Tenet square, or whatever the palindromic square. Yeah. Opera is a repo. And yeah. all that stuff. They're all it's all like it's no, true. No so why can... stop why stop at Neil? Why stop at Um yeah,
0: but I, I guess all I'm missing to be like a hard for is <laughs> to go from soft <laughs> to hard. Is <laughs> is like I feel like there should have been like a knowing glance when like Debicki is talking. One of the scenes, one of the many scenes where she's talking about her son, of like Neil looking kind of like soulfully at her. I feel like you could have added in some like a little bit of subtext there if that was the connection.
2: I don't think Nolan wants, wanted to do that shit. He probably but just he, he it. did it. He
0: did it a bunch in Inception though. Like that shit's all over Inception, I think. What was the thing in Inception again? Uh. With like, I can't think of the example. It's like the the fact that he couldn't look his kids in the eyes.
1: I, oh, I yeah, like there there's
0: stuff. There's stuff I th- I feel like keyed you into certain reveals. Um, in in it's they just not coming to the top of my head, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that that's all I was missing. But I'm I'm still a soft four, and if Nolan comes out and says like, well, I don't know, uh, let the audience decide for themselves, then I'll be like, okay, he's. <laughs> He yeah he did well because
2: like remember what I told you about like Dubicky was interviewed and they were at she was asked as Max Neal or some shit like that and uh, she said my son is my son and I'm like that's not an answer that's you a non answer that's, that's a I'm real Mike fucking, Pence answer
0: right there that's
2: I mean that 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 raises my soft to medium
0: yeah I'm a, so I'm, I'm at like a medium half, I'm at a half, medium like
2: four a, a, yeah good old yeah, jumps. maybe a medium five honestly yeah yeah yeah.
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, I think it's a fun thing to think about. I think it's just like, yeah. I think of all things, that's the most fun to think about, and I'm sure, I'm sure, um, I'm sure that like the internet will debate this topic for years to come. At least, hopefully, because that'd be fun. It's it's just like how, like uh, in Inception, the wedding ring was actually the uh, the totem as opposed to the the top. Yeah, like that was always. Like no one caught that the first time around. Like zero sure. people caught that. Yeah, yeah. You know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, I feel there's like a reason he is... spins it and walks away. Well, there's there's a whole thematic reason why he
2: walks away from it and doesn't care about it. I guess too, but yeah, but it could also. But be you're, you're you're you were in the dream. You were in that illusion that it was possibly his top, and you were. That's why I have that tattoo because it's so fucking beautiful. Like, yeah, yeah. You're in the dream, the movie, mm-hmm. and you you just the simple waver of a fucking top makes you sit on edge about what is reality you know yeah yeah you know what i mean that's yeah. fucking that's that's cinema
0: oh <laughs> uh, man um i don't know want to do final thoughts uh yeah wrapping yeah, up tenet we can, uh, here we can do final thoughts here um i guess i can go uh yeah tenet is Man, Tenet is a fucking is a full meal to steal your food. Uh,
2: oh yeah, let's do Yeah, let, let's talk about the food.
0: Yeah, yeah let's put on compared to put, food. Yeah, this is like a fucking full course meal. It's an appetizer. It's fucking lobster, steak, and a dessert. You're gonna it's like leave like, the th- like
2: you're like. You're like, all right, I'm going. I'm going to my favorite five star restaurant. Yeah. Call Nolan. What the, what the fuck is Nolan's restaurants? What, what, what would you call it? Time restaurant. Um, I don't. That's so lazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's the laziest uh, joke ever. Sator Square. How about that? Oh, yeah. That's fun. Yeah, that's a, that a fun a thing. Um. And you know, you yeah. know, he's always cooking up something good. You know, yeah. You, you you've had all his meals before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, keep, yeah, keep going. Well, I was just going to say, it's it's a fucking,
0: it's, full course. you know, you finish, you finish the lobster and you're like, oh, boy, what a good meal that was. And then they bring out a slice of chocolate cake and you're like, oh, boy, okay. All right. This is going to, and it's delicious chocolate cake, but you're full as hell.
2: Fuller even, than I you say, usually are. I would say the maniac <laughs> gives you chocolate cake first. Like and yeah, then he's you eat like it you backwards gotta, you gotta eat it <laughs> listen, <laughs> you gotta eat the dessert
0: first, yeah, and then you start you end, you end with a nice uh like appetizer, yeah, <laughs> with some fucking potato wedges, uh, some loaded wedges, and then are you your have, dessert.
2: then you have that appetizer again, and then you do the whole meal again again, yes, and so you leave, full as hell, full as hell. And you think about and you're it. like I feel like
0: I overate. Yeah. That was a lot. It I'm was... a little sick. Yeah. <laughs> but then when you do it again, yeah. It's easier. <laughs> I am losing the
2: fucking food stuff now. Um No, yeah. But no, no, no. You 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 learn you learn maybe it's like you're like, "Okay, I you had take a couple had, bites of what, each." What, no, no, it's like you <laughs> you you understood the 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 flavor of the lobster. You understood it's complexities, and you say, hey, Nolan, thanks for that lobster there. We're going to skip this part now. We're going to move on to this part that I don't really have the flavor profile as much mm-hmm. and want to eat that instead and kind of develop that Yeah, complex. exactly. Yeah, yeah, and then, and then yeah. you have a, a fuller complexion of the, of the meal as a whole. Yeah. Um, because each time you go to the restaurant, when you rewatch it, mm-hmm. you 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 deny you already have an idea of what one of the meals you're like
1: so yeah. you're like okay
2: i don't have to focus too hard on that cuz i've already had it yeah exactly now i can try try this thing out what's up with the meta commentary here yeah you know what is or, this
0: lobster trying to tell me about meals in general <laughs>
2: what what's happening here on the a best, bigger best way to review movies it's why it's
0: really you it's really so... unlocked something it's fascinating how yeah how apt the comparison is uh but yeah no it's a lot even after the second viewing it's still a lot but it's a movie that uh is really rewarding to rewatch it and is so uh rewarding in just an audio visual sense of like the set pieces the action the funny little like cheeky like nolan british lines uh you get a little bit of cheeky michael Caine in there talking about suits and uh and just fun wacky shit like yeah. that sitting at a table eating just a, a controlling, three- controlling interest much the just, just a controlling interest um <laughs> and uh yeah and it's great and like i said i really feel like my my biggest takeaway my biggest review is that i think the scope Uh, his intent and his ambition really like wipes away all like any, any criticisms that I might have. Like the, the editing, the kind of like clarity of story told through editing uh, less, less the actual like shot composition and like literally the editing Mm. is still messy because it's, it's a Nolan movie and, and, and he kind of has to get from A to B to C, and it's it's sometimes not the the clearest way to i don't know it's like not always the clearest but I've obviously seeing it multiple times clears that up but um but yeah his ambition and what he does with uh the kind of um scientific like quantum theory as a blockbuster movie i feel like outweighs any of those issues i have with it um if you decide to, like, go see it in a theater, man, is it a fucking great movie to see in a theater.
2: Yeah, it kind of deserves a theater watch. Yeah,
0: and which which makes me hope that, like... Honestly, I feel like they're going to re-release it. Like, I, I'm sure they're probably going to re-release it, like... That would be cool, like, when yeah. everything,
2: like, gets out of quarantine, maybe just re-release and see what they can get.
0: Yeah, I feel like they'll get... I feel like they'll scoop up a, a good amount of change, especially in America. Um It's going to be a crowded 2021, but, like, find a spot in there and, like... April or March, and I feel like people will go out and see it. And you should see it in a theater, because it's like, it's so fucking entertaining to watch in a, in a movie theater. Mm. So, yeah. What about you, Adam?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, if you couldn't already tell a boy who watched this movie three times, you know, in COVID era, like, I think this is, um, you know, one of my favorite Nolan movies. You know what? You know what? Before I go on, how do you put where do you put this one on your list of Nolan movies? Oh, man. On the list. Oh, shit.
0: I wonder if... Keep talking for a minute. Let okay, me look at yeah. my list again. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I, l- I ranked them a while back, I
2: think. Yeah, so um, this this movie is... This is like a, a fucking... What? <laughs> How <laughs> Nolan was like, Hey, Adam, Adam Dauphin... You know, you know all those things you really like. (laughs) Let's just put them all in a fucking movie for you. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I fucking love you. Because you're my long lost son, apparently. (laughs) Because what do you, Brent? You know how you know you know I like James Bond. You know I you know I like time travel movies. Yeah. You know I like physics. You know I like (laughs) political thrillers. Yeah. you know I like military, yeah. uh, mili- like, like military warfare action se- sequences. Yeah, yeah. What? But Nolan, listen, <laughs>
0: Zaddy Nolan busted out the blender. Like, he like pulled up your letterbox and he threw put- it in, <laughs> yeah. and like out popped Tenet. Out pop. <laughs> Like, if you couldn't think of a
2: more perfect Adam movie, I just don't even know.
0: So it's, it's up, it's like way up there for you. Oh, my God.
2: Like, I, it's probably probably a new favorite. A new favorite. I mean, like, it's, it it remains to be seen if it beats Inception. I think. Yeah, it's, Um, it's a time thing. fitting i guess yeah where it's like it's just yeah so we'll see how no, it sits it's with so this. new yeah yeah and it, it, it's hard the thing is like i the reason why i got that ta- the tattoo of inception is because it know it, it's it's always it sat with me for a decade like a decade, it hasn't yeah yeah it hasn't changed you know for me yeah and uh because like i'm not one of those people who just you know gets tattoos for no fucking reason right yeah but like it sat with me for a long time, and you know this movie just came out, so I, I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it below uh, Inception right now for mm-hmm. me, and that's impressive. I think that's very, very, very impressive. You know, yeah, for sure. Um,
0: I I, mean, I'm like, looking at. I'm looking yeah. at the list. Wait, what's the
2: list again? I, I,
0: I, I guess I didn't rank them. Maybe I did. And it's in an old note. Maybe I deleted it or something. But it's like, yeah, you have Interstellar, Dunkirk, Inception. The, all the Batman movies, Prestige, Memento. The thing is, like, I I feel pretty comfortable putting this at like a three or four. Yeah, for honestly, sure. for me right now, I I honestly and feel that's like
2: understandable compared to like all those movies for sure. Yeah, because yeah,
0: it's like I don't know, I can't riff like where each one of them falls now, but it's like Prestige, Dark Knight, Inception. Well. Prestige, Inception, Interstellar. I'd probably say. Uh, I know on the Interstellar one, I was like very critical. I have a lot that's of regrets why, on that, that, that episode. Is, that's
2: why I don't. I don't understand you. I don't understand <laughs> you. Boy, you're there's like, so much, there's so much to love. You like you're like oh it's one of those weaker ones. Oh it's my number three, Nolan. Listen, fucking I think I
0: think it's one of his weakest movies, but it's one of my favorite of his because of the performances. Because it's so emotional. There's a fucking black hole and a wormhole. Uh, it's great. It's, it's, it, but it's so, it's so messy, whatever. Go listen to that episode and get pissed. Um, but no, I'd say it's like prestige, dark Knight, uh, tenant and interstellar. Like it's all in
2: the mix. I mean like inception is, is not even in there.
0: He's, he's I don't so know, bitch. man. <laughs> Sub in Inception for Interstellar. Interstellar's five. Fuck it. Interstellar's five. Yeah, that's
2: almost like, why would you put Interstellar above? I love Inception? so much about that movie.
0: I do. But, <laughs> that's um, what I don't
2: understand about you. Prestige,
0: I think, is still number one for me, actually.
2: Uh but uh, Prestige is fucking great. Yeah. But the reason why I put that lower is because it's not He didn't write he didn't really write it. He based it off a of book,
1: right? That's so fair, yeah. That's why
2: I don't really Consider it as much of like Mm. a Nolan movie, even though it is. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, because like we're talking about auteur theory here, right? So, like, I like, I'm a kind of a boy who likes the writer director sort of thing. That's just me. Like, I like writer directors. I get that. Yeah. But I mean, like, of course. You know, Stanley Kubrick is my biggest exception to that rule. Loves them books, man. He loves them. He loves them books, and he made a good job with them. run adapting those books.
0: Listen, I'll say this. Final thoughts. Tenet, it's like a soft three or four in his filmography. I think for me. Okay, well that's yeah. good. Yeah. You keep. I had
2: to <laughs> get back gonna, to that we joke. Get that joke, idea. yeah. But joke. yeah,
0: it's it's like right there. It's like mid to upper. I think for me. Yeah. yeah
2: um, It'll grow. I'm sure. I just remember how like I was I was hearing like how people were reacting to Tenet and I was like, oh my God, am I the only one who likes this movie? And I'm kind of glad that at least you, you're, you're yeah. on board with it. Yeah. I for was sure. kind of insecure about myself for a second. Cause I was like, am I that much of a biased fuck? <laughs> like, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, it has a lot of the, the thing is man, like I think it does have similar issues to interstellar, but it's doing such interesting, bold shit that I'm like, ah, who fucking cares, you know?
2: Like, yeah, and I don't really care for we're Interstellar. We're never too, gonna you know I mean? fucking get this shit.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like the food comparison. It's like the lobster tasted excellent, but it was a little lukewarm. I don't know. That's not a good comparison. Well, but, yeah, that doesn't
2: make any sense. Yeah, that's whatever. Well, I was um, gonna say that whoever it's like, it's like uh, whoever gate whoever. Gave the lobster to to the restaurant. They're gonna say like, we're not gonna fish in those waters anymore for that lobster. Sort of thing is my scared thing. It's like, oh yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. It's like you'll never gonna, have a lobster like this again. Yeah, you won't have that yeah. lobster like that yeah. again. It was a high quality lobster. Yeah, and the like the fishermen were like willing to go out of their way to go get it for Nolan. Mm-hmm. And i would just fear because of COVID. Or whatever, may if people didn't like it or whatever, they're just not going to go to that cove again and get those get those weird lobsters that had such a <laughs> one of a unique, kind, yeah, one of a kind, two
0: hundred fifty million dollar uh, <laughs> quantum physics concerned uh, lobsters that.
2: You That's just, what I'm saying. Yeah. It's just like because the reason why I have such strong support for this film and why I'm so concerned with its financial like, um how it does financially is because it challenges it challenges people it challenges people to think about like movies and just like all those things we talked about like physics and stuff like that and you know my fear is that like we're going to have film that is just perfectly baked mcdonald's that it's calibrated it's like don't get me wrong, I like my McDonald's every now and then, all right? I'm yeah. not bashing McDonald's completely here. But it's just like I'll have McDonald's like maybe once a week, once a month, whatever. Like I'll have a little tasty treat, but not that all can't the be fucking the full time. Diet. That you can't have the whole time You can't have be the, the whole day. Yeah. You got to You need some broccoli. You need some broccoli, and sometimes broccoli can taste fucking good if you yeah, know how to make absolutely. it.
0: Absolutely, you get some fucking red pepper flakes in there, some cheese, some
2: garlic. Yeah. Oh yeah, cover it in cheese. Oh man, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. But, like, that th- that's what I mean, is, like, we need to be able to push people into something that is intelligent. Because
1: yeah.
2: w- why Why not? Why not make people smarter? And Why not have them take on more complex things? Like, I get it when you're talking about a populace who first started watching movies and didn't really understand, like, didn't really understand the art itself, you know? Yeah. But it's, like... It's like, are we going to do keep doing 2 plus 2 equals 4 all the time now because you understand it and you enjoy that you can understand it, or are we going to start doing some fucking calculus? You know what I mean? Yeah. Where do we want the populace to be at? Do we want them to be, like, not challenged at all, you mm-hmm. know? And to me, like, I'd rather have us all progress as a society to appreciate, like, things that are more complicated, and that complicated thing will become simple and then we can go even further down the line of yeah. knowledge. You know the, what I
0: mean? That's the, yeah. I mean, that's that's the hope that's of, the of hope. somebody like Nolan. Yeah. And it's like, you see guys like uh, somebody who I think, honestly, could, like, I, I put up there near Nolan, like Alex Garland, um, who, yeah. Yeah. who, like. We just like, talked
2: about devs,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, who, like, I don't know, maybe came out too strongly early on with, the challenging stuff. I don't know, but that I don't know because, like, I don't know. Yeah, because there's a, there's a world no, if where anything,
2: Shane Carruth was the one that. Uh,
0: yeah, I guess so. Yeah. That's yeah, that's that's true. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's like a whole other reality uh, where like those guys are the new Lucas and Spielberg of the seventies, <laughs> but of the modern era where it's like yeah. these guys are making entertainment. You know, first and foremost, it is entertainment, but it is challenging intellectually. And, like, it, it's unfortunate that it's,
2: it's kind of Nolan carrying that torch now. Well, and I just don't understand why, like, I mean, going back to Richard Feynman's, like, philosophy, like, I don't, I don't understand how people can't, I mean, this is me being, like, I guess an asshole or something, but there's, or maybe I'm different, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but to me the I the fact that I don't understand something is okay. That doesn't bother... like when I first saw Ten I don't know what the fuck was happening. Yeah. Or inherent vice is like Or inherent vice, but I was like, "You know what? I want to know what the fuck they were thinking about." Yeah. And I think like that whole that whole idea of just that simple idea of like I don't understand something. Let me look into it. Could solve a lot of society's problems. Yeah, I mean, well, you get a little bit analytical, analytical, and yeah. you're
0: you're more you're much more curious of a person than like anybody I've ever met. So I think like That's most nice. people just aren't. Yeah, I just I just don't think it's a unf- wow. It's really sad to say, but yeah. it's like I don't think most people are as curious. Unfortunately, I think that, and so when people are challenged by something like this, it is that like almost like a fight or flight thing where it's like, as I don't think this is fully for me, like that's a lot to deal with, you know? And I think that happened with Garland's annihilation Mm. to compare it to something else. Um, But that's how you prevent,
2: to me, that's how you prevent circle jerking. And I mean, if I got a little political is prevent this, this sort of, um, you know, uh, strife between people.
0: Yeah, for sure. Because
2: if you, because honestly, like no one under, if no one, if you don't understand the other side, then there's, there's, yeah, there's no hope. There, yeah.
0: I don't know. I mean, I, I feel, I, I, I don't know. I feel like with if there was no COVID this year, I yeah. honestly think this movie would have fucking killed. I think it yeah. really, honestly would have killed at the box office. Maybe not quite Inception numbers because Inception was like over a billion. Oh yeah, I that think it would so have. Much. I think it would have hit like six, seven, eight hundred uh, million. Honestly. Uh, but I think, yeah, I mean, limited seating, the, like so many theaters are closed. I think the fact that it's over 300 million is, is a testament to a tenant to a tenant to
2: That's fine. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. To, to, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think, uh, I'm super curious to see what he does next. I wonder if now he's going to maybe do a kind of, uh, a one for them and one for me and one project maybe i don't know who knows or do some
2: sh- short budget like small budget yeah maybe shit.
0: smaller budget he'll yeah. be like i could see that happening
2: being like hey wb maybe just give me 100 mil again i'll do something a little smaller like yeah well, let me see that let me see that 500k fucking at home and at home fucking yeah. movie cuz i feel like there <laughs> there
0: is so much evidence that limiting resources heightens creativity and i would love yeah. to see what Nolan does with like, like ten, twenty million dollars? Like, give him, you know, uh, I'm sure they'd give him more. But I would love to see Nolan be like, let me see what I can do with twenty million, and see if I he can make a just big. Fund that
2: himself. If...
0: He could honestly, like, he. I think his his tenant cut was like a flat twenty percent of the box office. Oh. so I think he got sixty million so far
2: from Tenet. like he has such an insane deal with wb now oh they love him so much they don't want yeah, him to go because you sure. know you know somebody's gonna fucking want to pick him up if, yeah so they're giving him like the goodest of deals because who who else does wb have zach snyder
0: i mean they have dc <laughs> they have joker they're gonna try to crank out i guess more joker movies i don't is know is todd
2: phillips and wb boy now
0: i can I can't remember if he signed on for a joker sequel or if that fell through. I think it fell through because he didn't have any more ideas. He was like, well there's huh, only weird. there's only one uh, king weird. of comedy <laughs> yeah, like, what like, uh what we're a, gonna make a we're gonna make a joker departed movie now uh, oh
1: my God,
0: yeah, I mean listen, I'll watch Why? it.
2: You bring Joaquin back, I'll fucking be there, but uh yeah he I don't he know. literally what what he does is like he just reenacts like. The departed, like scene by scene, and then gives a dance scene for the Joker for a little bit.
0: Yeah, he lets Joaquin improv again, and it's like, oh, Joaquin's dancing again. Wow,
2: this is so meaningful. Look at look at this. He like doesn't care.
0: Whoa, Whoa. I'm so smart for like realizing Uh, that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I think Joker. Yeah, bad (laughs) movie. Um, Movie. Fine movie. Whatever. Listen, on that note, thank you guys. For listen listening to the tenant episode. Uh next week is gonna be um I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be coming out next week. Uh our Dealer's Choice, a similar film to Tenet. I think we're gonna be talking black uh, the, beauty.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, shout out
2: shout out to our the, the winner. Yeah,
0: Amy, my wife Amy won. I swear it's not nepotism. Y'all have to compete if you wanna fucking win, all right? So don't give me shit online. You, um, you did. <laughs> need more I people. I mean, it, it was going to
2: happen one way or the other. It, it was inevitable. I, we I, literally I, mentioned Black Beauty in our first dealer's choice episode. How many episode. horse movies exist? Because like, is she going to play again and try to make some other goddamn... No, horse? she'd probably do a Disney movie after uh, after Black Beauty. I bet. Be Maybe whor- Goofy
0: movie or something.
2: Okay, I mean, that's fine. Yeah, Goofy movie's good. Movie's good.
0: Um, never seen Black Beauty. I know it's got, uh, it's got horses a, it. a narrated horse's thoughts, which is always fun for a movie. Oh, boy. Uh, listen, oh, it's a God. soft 80 Eight minutes we can do it we can do it i believe in us um, okay all right you're right but yeah and then uh and then after that we got uh the next season the next season? which i don't i don't know maybe maybe it's already been announced huh weird maybe surf i don't know well or maybe it will be announced who knows
2: um but what's happened has happened yeah what's happened what's gonna happen has happened has happened just and it, clue it, that's reality. Yeah, um, call it what you want. I'm just, <laughs> just saying all the lines. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just, just you got the quotes page ten yeah, it like, up on your phone. Um, oh, yeah. yeah.
2: Any plugs, uh, Adam? Any, anything? Anything going on? Well, I know that uh, Delphin Pod's been doing stuff. You know, I think they had a deal with a radio, with a, with a local radio. I think something like that. I didn't look too far into it, but it looked exciting. Yeah. They cool, have some
0: exciting so. stuff coming up. Um, yeah, they actually they have some cool stuff. I was on uh, I gotta plug my episode. I did the the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was a fun chat, and then I did uh Jesus Christ, what was the other one I did? I did another movie with them and I already forgot it. Wow, I can't even remember. Uh, listen to Delphin Pod and it'll pop yeah, up, yeah. I guess. It hasn't come
2: out yet. Um, and Don't forget, um, early voting in Texas is October thirteenth. Uh, tomorrow,
0: when you guys listen to this, if you listen to it on the day yeah. it comes out, um, the next day will be early
2: voting. Go yeah. vote, go vote. Like I don't care who you vote for, just go vote. You know, go vote. Like, it's important. It, 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 it's important to just. I mean, if you don't want to, that's your choice too. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay, but it is. It's it's a good thing for society if you just go out and vote. And I don't care who you vote for, because yeah. that's up to you. Because you are you are smart. Yeah, because you watch if you're
0: yeah (laughs) because you're listening to this podcast because you're two hours into a tenant podcast yeah you're smart so go vote um and yeah I think that's it listen to uh cover stories cover stories always great watch their youtube videos um and I think that's gonna be it uh yeah we'll see you guys next week bye bye